It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. But I think the development of full artificial intelligence will spell the end of the human race. It's a flying object and we don't know what it is. I would hope somebody is checking it out. I'm glad the Pentagon is looking at this, because if it poses a threat, I want them on top. Well, the craft generates its own gravitational field. The internet has become the command center for criminals and terrorists. That's what we're instructed to say. Roswell, Area 51, alien kept deep under the ground. Pacific. And what are those things we're not allowed to talk about? Yeah, you know, aliens, conspiracy, the paranormal, the government, academia, the 24-hour news cycle, propaganda, and the general feeling that we live in the upside down. Did I mention the show's live? We do this live to include you as we stream on Rockfin, DLive, YouTube, and Twitter. And of course, we are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. Shout out to Joe Roop and Ryan Gable and company. 
Uh, thanks for allowing us to be part of this journey and uh, this fantastic network. So as you guys know, this show is a conversation. Less a show, more a conversation. And I am not the arbiter of truth. That's just the way it is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to uh, to burst your bubble, as it were, your UV bubbles in the background. But uh, I'm uh, I'm not. I, I don't have the answers. I just don't have the answers because, well, I'm human. I'm one person, and I'm one mind, one individual, and so as a result, it's impossible for me to have all the answers. I'm sorry. That's just the way this is. Okay. However. It doesn't mean we can't ask big questions, all right? And that's what this show is about. This show is about getting together, like I said, less of a show, more of a conversation. It's about asking large questions. It's about getting together and uh, expanding our minds and maybe seeing reality in different ways, uh, maybe understanding and realizing that we're not locked into these these binary paradigms of uh, political structures and whatever other BS they try and lock us into, and that we're individuals, single individuals. Yes, humans are communities, humans are families, humans are friends, and many other things. However, humans, first and foremost, are individuals. And that's what this show's about. Show's about individuals getting together, talking about these big topics, these big questions of the universe, and everything in between. Because, like I said, uh, like I always say, this is not something you can really sidle up to the water cooler at work and uh, ask your your compadre there if uh, they've heard about Avi Loeb and his uh, how he he has postulated that the universe we live in may have been created in some sort of laboratory. If you bring that up, well, people look at you like, well, you were created in a laboratory, and uh, that's, the, yeah. So instead, uh, we, we have this. We, we do this because uh, those, those types of questions are worthy questions. Those types of questions are worth thinking about and worth talking about, and that's why we do it. And so, like I always say, I, I always say this, and I will continue to say this, that's why we do it, to include you. This, this show's always been live. With rare exception, we have a, a segment here or there. Um, where we don't take phone calls um, or, or a particular show. Like tonight, actually, we'll have another show after Troubled Minds uh, talking about uh, Midnight Mass, sort of a zeitgeist sort of um, conversation. If you guys caught the first first part of that, uh, part two will be uh, tonight as well um, uh, for episodes four, five, six, and seven from that uh, Netflix series. But point being is that, uh, is that uh, the conversation is between us, individuals, you and me. And whoever else out there might be listening, because you never know who may be listening. And that's why uh, this, is, this is an important thing, because there's a lot of people that do listen and uh, are maybe too shy to call, maybe, uh, maybe don't like hearing their voice on the radio, things like this, right? It's okay. It's okay. They're here. They're listening. And they're out there uh, trying to have uh, a mind-altering conversation and that's what we try and do every night on this show and so if you want to be part of the show tonight that's my long-winded way of saying call me and again uh you know to the haters i'm not hiding phone numbers right there troubledminds.org click the discord link you can call at 702-957-1037 once again troubledminds.org is the official website you can also join the discord we have a discord running we're watching all the chats and all the places again not not just rockfin but dlive uh youtube uh, Twitter and uh, what's the other one? Rockfin, D Live, YouTube, Twitter, uh, whatever. You you know what they are. They're, they're all the all all the links are there at troubledminds.org. 
and uh, yeah, so that's what's going on. And so as we as we consider uh, Happy Monday and whatever else is happening out there in the universe, well, let's talk about the universe because yeah, why not? Because Avi Loeb is talking about the universe, and uh, this is from Futurism.com, and this is what got me thinking. I saw this over the weekend. I think it was Saturday. I saw this, and I thought instantly, oh. Well, I know what we're talking about on Monday because, yeah, this is amazing. This is uh, one of those sort of conversations, one of those sort of um, thought process exercises that uh, really uh, makes you consider what's happening in the universe for real, right? Not just uh, comic books and, you know, uh, television and things like this. Not that, you know, uh, not that they're all garbage, but, you know, by, by and large, you can't really watch Pawn Stars and uh, expect it to be real. Uh, sorry, I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but that's the reality of the situation. All right. But in this case right now, the reality of the universe could be something way, way different than we've ever considered. And as a result of that, uh, our good buddy, who actually I just say that because he talks about all kinds of amazing things. And he actually, uh, Avi Loeb of Harvard scientist fame, he's an astronomer and an astrophysicist at Harvard, well, he tends to bring up some amazing thought, uh, thought uh, experiments, and uh, which is, again, you know, what academia should be about, in my opinion. They should be kind of pushing the envelope on a lot of this stuff. And, uh, you know, because he brings up aliens and things like this from time to time, he gets a lot of press. And that's fine. Uh, I'm okay with that, right? It's okay. Like, why shouldn't academics be talking about aliens? Uh, so, well, I mean, here we go. Let's just look at this and see what Avi Loeb is up to, because he's talking about some really mind-bending stuff. And to me, that's good. That's okay. That is 100% okay by me. So this is uh, from futurism.com. And as always, the links are down below. You can uh, find them on YouTube. Like I said, I, I love to share my links because uh, I'm not, uh, one, I'm not the arbiter of truth and I don't have all the answers. But uh, when I'm talking about something, I want you to be able to see where I got the inspiration from, where the information came from, and all the rest of that. So please, if you're interested in more of this, these conversations, I have thousands and thousands of links all the way through the history of this show. Um, we've been putting our links down on the things we talk about for exactly that reason. So you can see that I'm not just 100% making stuff up. This is real, at least, well, uh, October 16th, according to futurism.com. Headline is this. Harvard scientist suggests that our universe was created in a laboratory. Subheadline says it's a compelling and scary theory. Think about that. Harvard scientists suggest that our universe was created in a laboratory. All right. Sure. Fine. Laboratory. All right. Here we go. Let's read it. Advanced civilizations. A Harvard scientist has an interesting theory as to how our universe was formed in a laboratory by higher by a higher class of life form class of life form. Avi Loeb. Best-selling author and the former chair of Harvard's astronomy department penned an op-ed in Scientific American this week positing that the universe could have been formed in a lab by an advanced technological civilization. If true, he said the origin story would unify the religious idea of a creator with the secular idea of quantum gravity. Yeah, yeah. What in the world is this? 
continues, quote, since our universe has a flat geometry with zero net energy, an advanced civilization could have developed a technology that created a baby universe out of nothing through quantum tunneling. Low broat. And of course, as always, right, uh, as part of having the receipts, here's the actual uh, Scientific American. Here's the op-ed. I'm going to link it in the chat if you guys want to read this thing in its entirety. But uh, this is amazing. This is one of those ones that, again, right, like uh, it kind of takes the conversation not uh, very much like he describes there. I'll go back and read that line again. But it sort of unites both, right? With some sort of religious godhead creationism, and I don't mean that in like the specific term, I sort of mean that in more of a general term, but uh, something like that as uh, a, well, uh, a way to connect with, uh, with an actual uh, technological universe, uh, meaning uh, scientific, okay? Uh, a way to merge both of those things. And it is. It's 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 an interesting theory, and we've talked about this. What's up, Bailey? In the chat says uh, another simulation theory. Yeah, and I think that's probably a good way to put this. Is that that this is this is another sort of simulation theory? And you know, one theory goes uh, very much like uh, like the Matrix might, right? Uh, it, the sim, that simulation theory is a good way to put it. Is that uh, maybe uh, in in these terms that the simulation itself is not necessarily like computer generated maybe this is it's all organic like it seems uh, you know you press on yourself and you feel the pain sort of situation but it's actually uh something that's been created as some sort of uh oh, i don't know um experiment right uh it's been said in the past as we've ta- had these conversations that is it possible that we were somehow uh put in this universe by oh i don't know like uh uh, like a super advanced uh, race of extraterrestrial that, you know, and you say extraterrestrial because there's really no way to quantify something that large, uh, meaning that powerful, that sort of uh, omnipotence of uh, omniscience and the whole deal uh, without sort of calling them not us. I think clearly they're not us, right? Whatever, Whatever's going on with this, I think it's probably not as likely it was people. Right, Soylent Green is not people in this case, if you know catch the reference. But uh, in this case, it's it's probably some larger technological civilization creating life, creating us, creating the experience of all of humanity ever, and all of the universe. And I think when you when you think of the universe in terms of people and life forms and all the rest of this, I think people themselves seem to just become. Uh, seems small, right? Like ants. Like we said this, we we said this before, but uh, but but I don't know. I mean, like like always. Now now remember, this is not. Again, this is not church. This is not a cult. This is not any of those things. All right. This is just a, a way for us to get together and talk about some strangeness, talk about uh, whatever's going on out there. And like I said, I don't have these answers. But what I do enjoy is kind of expanding uh, the mind and sort of going through the paces of what this might mean in terms of not just uh, was our universe created in a laboratory, as Avi Loeb here suggests, quantum tunneling and the whole rest of this. You know, we've talked about uh, energy uh, as it uh, never really 
uh, is destroyed, it just changes form, right? In in some sense that uh, maybe there's something to that. Maybe there's a reason for that. Maybe it's part of a you know re, a, a universal recycling program. If you catch my meaning, like who knows? And these are the types of things that, uh, like I said, I don't have answers to. I'll never have answers here. It's just uh, it's what we do. We get together and consider all the possibilities. So, all right. So with this possibility, let's read just a little bit more of this uh, straight from this first article. Um, here we go. One of the more interesting ideas posited in an article chock full of them is the civilization classification system. Avi Loeb said that as a low-level technological civilization, humans are class C, or a civilization dependent on its host star. And if and when our technology uh, progresses to the point where we can become independent of the sun, we would be a class B civilization. If we can create our own baby universes in a laboratory, like our theoretical creators, we would be a class A civilization. And this actually kind of lends uh, uh, some, some, uh, some credence to the Kardashev scale, which we'll talk about tonight, and what that means with different civilizations who've been able to harness energy on uh, not just world levels, uh, planetary levels, but on solar system levels, able to harness the power of stars, and then uh, even greater than that, harness the power of an entire solar system. And then, of course, greater than that, how would you harness the power of an entire galaxy? And what sort of civilization would it take to uh, to really do that? And again, right? There's, uh, I think, the the part of that that sort of becomes, again, uh, back to some woo woo type stuff. Meaning that uh, it, it's interesting to note that when you think of these things, if there's a civilization so advanced that they're creating universes as maybe experiments or playthings or who knows, right? Who knows what's really going on, right? Maybe we're just a, um, a, a consequence, uh, not, not clearly not the center of the universe, but, uh, you know, just sort of a, you know, ants on an anthill type of situation. If somebody created the earth to go swim in the ocean, right? Um, who knows? Like this, this is the type of stuff that maybe there's, there's the maybe juice. We like to call this a drink in the maybe juice on this show. But uh, as usual, right, so i uh, love to hear your thoughts on this. What do you think? What do you think about this? We'll get into the Kardashev scale, uh, class A, B, and C civilizations, which actually are uh, on the Kardashev scale. They're called type 1, type 2, type 3, and type 4, and larger than that even. But uh, what are your thoughts on this? Um, Avi Loeb, again, a very notable Harvard astronomer, scientist, astrophysicist, all that. He, uh, he, he gets a lot of flack, and he also gets a lot of press because he seems unafraid to be able to uh, maybe broach some of these subjects and put them out to, to, uh, uh, for conversation. And that's what this is about. That's what I love about Avi Loeb. He seems to be unafraid. He seems to be unafraid of the academic world that uh, would shun him and shut him down and uh, all the rest of this. I don't know. But anyway, as always, I'd love to hear what you guys think about this. If you want to be a part of the show, you know the drill. It is 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. You can find the Discord link at troubledminds.org. And we're watching all the chats on Discord. Uh, jo- please join the uh, Fringe Discord as well at fringe.fm slash chat. Uh, I'm watching all of them, watching all the chats and all the places and trying to keep up with everybody. So appreciate that thoughtful chat coming as well. Okay, so now... now Back to this. Now, the strange thing about this is that, once again, once you take this to a whole other level, all right, and you start thinking in terms of civilizations that are so immense and so powerful, meaning, let's say you could actually harness 
the energy of a supermassive black hole, all right? That would probably be your type three civilization. What about a type four civilization that was actually able to uh, harness the power of the entire universe, all right? Now we're talking God-level stuff, and that's where this starts to get, well, sticky. Uh, The conversation gets sticky, and it's hard to have without, of course, you know, uh, making... I don't know. Does science and religion merge at that point? Is it really sort of the same thing? It's just, uh, it's just kind of uh, semantics and definitions. I think that's the weirdness of this: is that uh, once once you start talking about science in these terms and these huge terms on a universal scale, then we are talking about God, aren't we? Even if let's say God is uh, as has been suggested in the past by others, uh, that we are some sort of experiment, some science science experiment by. Uh, maybe uh, some sort of, you know, elementary schooler, uh, you know, we're, we're a universe in a jar sitting on some, some, uh, some youngster's desk, right? Things like this. I don't know. I think that's the weirdness of this. And, and at what point does this, uh, do they merge? Does science and uh, religion and faith and spirituality and these things at, at this level, at this scale, when you think in terms of not just, again, uh, the size of one universe, but again, we're talking about uh, string theory and the multiverse as well. So I don't know. As always, like I said, I don't have the question or I don't have the answers here. I do have the questions and we have we have a premise. So let's read just a little bit more about this and we'll keep on trucking and uh, take your phone calls and talk about uh, what you think is going on with this. But here we go. So if and when our technology progresses to the point where we can become independent of the sun, we'd be a class B civilization, which would be type two. If we can create our own baby universes in a laboratory, like our theoretical creators, we'd be class A. And like I said, it doesn't seem like Avi Loeb is using the Kardashev scale, but it's similar. And we'll get to that a little bit later. That says, of course, there's a wide number of things in our way. The biggest hurdle being our inability to inability to create a large enough density of dark energy within a small region, said Loeb. However, if and when we ever do get there, we'd be able to join our theoretical creators in class A, a class A civilization. Uh, In any case, the theory is compelling, humbling, and a little bit frightening as well. If Loeb's past theories are also to be believed, we're likely not the only ones out there gunning for class A status either and well uh nice nice work futurism but uh we're nowhere close to a class a and uh (laughs) it's just the way it is we are we are humans and uh we just want to be loved don't we (laughs) and uh, there you go if you got the reference uh, cool if you didn't that's fine too all right so so uh as we consider these things again like like i said at some point science and faith seem to merge don't they but I think you have to really believe in things on a large enough scale that uh, it, it is creepy. It is compelling and a little bit frightening to think how big the real universe actually is. And not just that. How about the multiverse as well, if you want to stack that onto this conversation? So, yeah, that's what's on my mind tonight. I saw this on Saturday. I thought, absolutely, we have to talk about this. The universe created in a lab. And, well, well, what kind of questions does it beg? Well, who would create a universe in a lab? Who would have the power to do something like that? And, well, uh, if that's the case, where do they reside? And, uh, yeah, that's what we're talking about tonight. And, once again, if you want to be part of the show, love to hear from you. What are your thoughts on this? Do you think there is a point where possibly uh, spirituality, religion, and science 
crisscross, and it just becomes semantics about what's called what. Uh, or maybe you believe that now, and you don't even need Avi Loeb in this uh, universe in a, in a jar sort of theory. Uh, you tell me. You tell me. That's, uh, that's what's going on with this. That's what's on my mind tonight. And that's why I love to talk about this stuff, because it is mind-altering, mind-bending. And uh, I think uh, we should uh, maybe not take ourselves so seriously when the size of the universe is as considerable as it is. So as we uh, get down to this and, uh, yeah, do our thing, hanging out on a Monday night, talking about all kinds of weirdness, including, yeah, that's right, including... The universe may have been created by some other entity. All right. Avi Loeb suggests, yep, our universe could have been created in a laboratory. And what does that mean for us? What does that mean for everything in this universe? And what does it mean for you as an individual? You tell me. I'd love to hear from you tonight. We are taking your phone calls if you have thoughts on this. And you can reach us at 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. You can find the phone number and the Discord link at troubledminds.org. That's right. More Troubled Minds, the universe, and you. Coming right up. Don't go anywhere. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. All right, welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and we are streaming on Rockfin, DLive, YouTube, and Twitter. And we are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. Tonight, we are discussing how Avi Loeb suggests that our universe may have been created in a laboratory. What are your thoughts on this? 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Love to hear what this does to your brain. Meaning, once you think of the universe in terms so large 
as it is, that if you have an even larger something that's creating and manipulating things the size of the universe, what's really out there? And, you know, some people will laugh at this and suggest, oh, come on, you know, God is the one and does the things, and yeah, that very well may be. But I think uh, once you think in such gigantic terms, I think that that term has to be used as more of a godhead as such. I think that's what they call it when you're talking about uh, cosmology of such gigantic scales. And that's what's on my mind tonight. Considering all of this, it's, uh, it's weird, is it not? I think it's a little weird. So, uh, so yeah, we're going to keep on talking about this in trucking. And let's, let's actually go to uh, his, his paper itself, all right? Scientific American. And this is, again, from Avilo, but I'm going to link it in the chat. Like I said, I encourage you guys to read this stuff if you're into these conversations because this is exactly where this came from. Actually, before I start, I have this. Uh, so Robert, everybody knows Robert's a good friend of the show. He, uh, he was instrumental in getting us on Rockfin. He sent a nice email on behalf of Troubled Minds. I've got his book here, and I was reading this, and uh, I was kind of flipping through, going back over some of the stuff I read. And there's a story he wrote. What's up, Robert? Robert, Robert Aren. This is from a book called Stories from a Fractured Mind, the Robert Collection. You can find that on Amazon. Link is down below. Check this out. Beyond the universe is the source of all we see where dwells the true real here only a hazy facsimile a projected reality an illusion a hologram of time and space our sham 3d reality dreams from that distant place i think therefore i am is the greatest of delusions all around us a massive spinning confusion and we dare not to dwell on the true source of our being fearing will cease to be along with all we are seeing stories from a fractured mind by robert He's out there on uh, Rockfin right now. Fantastic stuff. I was reading that, uh, flipping through. I knew there was a passage in there that would fit tonight's show perfectly. And that was it. And I think that's the question, right? If you step outside of our very universe, and you got to think, right, on a universal scale, like we, we know nothing about anything in the universe. It's all, right, it's all telescopes and conjecture and all kinds of stuff, right? Science is fine and all. Humans doing their best to figure stuff out. But, I mean, let's be real. The universe is a big place. It's a big place. And so, of course, right, we're just trying to figure out, uh, again, like somebody's described there, a quote from Carl Sagan during the break, that, uh, you know, we, we, cosmologically, we're just dipping our toes in the ocean. And that's really it. And trying to stare out and derive as much as we can from our place here on this little blue dot, the pale blue dot, as Carl Sagan put it. And like I said, uh, when you think in these terms, large enough the question that hits my mind is exactly what I described previously. Do we end up having a crisscross of sorts, a, a, a place where science and religion come together in harmony? And if that exists, is it a place outside of our universe? 
I don't know. I think that's the question here. Um, and uh, what's up, Matt says, I got Robert's book. It's the next on my list. Yeah. He doesn't pay me to say that. He just does good work, good work and he's uh, fantastic here in the chat and hanging out and uh, calling in and all kinds of good stuff. But yeah, uh, that's, uh, that's from, from Robert's book. And I think, you know, like I said, looking outside, thinking about what's outside the universe is... Uh, it starts to starts to make your mind melt a little bit because again that means that there are other universes right that means that there are other places where we've talked about you know maybe realities are completely opposite like we you know we we joke that we live in the upside down just because of humanity being the way it is just because of you know uh politics and you know the elites and it just seems like uh, everything seems to be anti-human right and so that's sort of the tongue-in-cheek joke is uh we live in the upside down because well you know uh it doesn't seem to be an attack on the things that are it seems to be attack on me it seems to be an attack on you and um, our very existence it seems to be a burden to some people if you ask them right and so you know in those terms the upside down you can shrug and say okay yeah right maybe but if you think of it in terms of a universal scale and maybe the next universe over that who knows maybe we can access through a mirror by the way you ever looked in a mirror and seen the actual reverse of yourself it's a little creepy isn't it uh, like I said, I, I seem to think that version of me is actually me because that's what I see when I look in the mirror and brush my teeth and, you know, smooth out my eyebrows and, you know, all the stuff you do. Uh, it's one of those where you look at yourself and you see that mirror image and you think that's you. But then you look at this, right? And I'm on a camera right now. And this is like not a mirror image. This is what I look like directly. It's weird, right? It's like a weird thing. You have this this even dichotomy of yourself just because of the mirror, the duality of the mirror and how your face doesn't look exactly the same as as if it's reversed, right? So anyway, just to, just to throw that out there, but you take that idea and then you take it in 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 stretch it out to the size of the universe. And what if there is a mirror image universe just right next door? And you say right next door, like, you know, you can walk out and, you know, hang a left or hang a right. And, you know, you got neighbors, right? Probably, unless you live out in the boonies. And God bless you if you do. <laughs> Living out in the boonies is a good thing, too. But, uh, right? Like, sure, on small scales, it seems like nothing. But what about right next to us is some sort of universe that may be that mirror image, maybe backwards, maybe something else entirely. Maybe the universe next to us is a thousand fold the size of our universe, right? Who knows? Maybe it's a thousand times older or a million times older. You never know. And that's the weirdness of this. Once you start thinking in terms this large, you start to consider what does God even mean? Okay. Blasphemy. I know. I apologize. I'm not trying to uh, agitate people. Uh, you're allowed to believe whatever you like to believe. I'm not trying to change any, anybody's mind about anything. And so I don't know. Uh, so Avi Loeb says this, developing quantum gravity technologies mel may elevate us to a class A civilization capable of creating a baby universe, a baby universe. So what if we are that baby universe? Elon Musk has said this, that uh, it's unlikely we are the base reality. Meaning that uh, it seems like uh, even if it's maybe a simulation sort of situation with, uh, you know, kind of like the Matrix and living in that is uh, that, well, maybe the, the base reality is not done in a computer, 
as such. It is actually done uh, as as some sort of organic uh, petri dish sort of situation. <laughs> What's up, Fred? I believe I'll have another beer. Cheers, brother. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's what you believe. There you go. Like I said, you can believe whatever you want to believe. All right. Anyway, here we go. So a little bit more from this from this Avi Loeb article on Scientific American. And by the way, we're taking your phone calls. What do you think about this? Is this maybe too big? I think I think the problem when you talk about stuff like this is it's it's difficult to sort of uh, illustrate, okay? Because the, the terms are so large, all right? They have to be done in, you know, highly ab- abstract, uh, you know, maybe maybe analogies sort of thing. Uh, but, but I don't know. Uh, like I said, I do my best. I'm not the best at this, but I do do my best. So here we go. So the possible orange story, or origin story, this is from the uh, Scientific American written by Avi Loeb, talking about how was our universe created in a laboratory? Uh, a less explored possibility is that our universe was created in the laboratory of an advanced technological civilization. Since our universe has a flat geometry with a zero net energy, an advanced civilization could have developed a technology that created a baby universe out of nothing through quantum tunneling, which we read a little while ago. Uh, This possible origin story unifies the religious notion of a creator with the secular notion of quantum gravity, says Avi Loeb, and he continues. We do not possess a predictive theory that combines the two pillars of modern physics, quantum mechanics and gravity. But a more advanced civilization might have accomplished this feat and mastered the technology of creating baby universes. If that happened, then not only could it account for the origin of our universe, but it would also suggest that a universe like our own, which in this picture hosts an advanced technological civilization that gives birth to a new flat universe, is like a biological system that maintains the longevity of its genetic material through multiple generations. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think uh, there's some weirdness here. And like I said, I don't know. Uh, do you, what do you believe on this? Like, like you know, uh, I, I, my opinion, Avi Loeb is doing his job. He's uh, making us think. All right. And I think, what is it? Aristotle says, I can't teach anybody anything. I can only make them think. And that's it, right? And that's really what this is about, in my opinion. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not interested in bickering over the answers. I'm uh, hoping that asking some question leads to some more questions, right? That's the, uh, that's, that's the shtick here. And that's the whole idea of what a a good conversation makes in my opinion. And so we're going to keep doing that. So what are your thoughts on this? Is it possible that our universe was created in some sort of laboratory and think of it in terms of this, if that's possible, how large are these entities? We've talked about the micro and the macro and things like this and, you know, as above, so below and how things seem to have this synchronistic, even at the quantum level, uh, to, to, to a black hole, right? Like uh, fractals and things like this. It seems uh, the universe seems to have, I don't know, what would you call it? Sort of a divine copy and paste as it were. All right. Now, why? Uh, who knows? Maybe that is part of uh, part of the, you know, chemical structure of just the way things happen. All right. But maybe it's not. Maybe it's like, uh, you know, uh, saving energy uh, for a larger system, right? A, a system outside of our system. And I, what, I, what I mean by system is, uh, is that universe is a universe, a universal system. We're talking about as large as you can imagine, and then larger still. All right. So, yeah. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, is this 
is this too far off the beaten path? Are we like, come on, Mike, what are we talking about here? And if we are, that's okay. Like I said, I, I like to push the envelope. I like to stretch my thoughts and imaginations on this. And, and I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know the answer to this, clearly, right? If I had, if I had uh, answers, uh, well, like I said, I'd be, I'd be selling snake oil instead. Because, well, I tell you, answers are a dime a dozen when you think you know them all, aren't they? You just sell that stuff like hotcakes. There's some folks out there doing it. It's been, it's, it's been one of those things that's been uh, uh, what it is forever, right? It's been what it is forever. People, people just sell answers because, well, it's easy to say this is the answer, right? Yeah. Much harder to say, well, here's a bunch of questions, and, uh, well, let's try and get to the bottom of this. Uh, what's up, Laura Jean B? I see you over there on the Fringe chat. How you doing? Thanks for showing up. Uh, so, okay. Now, as we consider this, like I said, uh, Matt says this, and what's up, Matt, in the chat says, I can only show you the door. You have to walk through it. Yeah, and tonight, like I said, there's no cult here. There's no church. There's no any of this stuff. Just think. Just use your brain. Just consider. What is larger than the universe. And if it was created in some sort of laboratory by an advanced civilization, how big would that civilization have to be? That's the question here. So as we do that and consider that tonight, like I said, I'd love to hear from you. What are your thoughts? Is this too big? Is this not? Is this somewhere in between? Is this in our wheelhouse? I feel like it's in the wheelhouse of troubled minds because we do talk about all kinds of really, really large things. And uh, you don't get much bigger than the multiverse, do you? So that's what's going on with this. And that's, uh, that's what's on my mind tonight. Avi Loeb has written this op-ed and uh, had, a, had a theory. And he published it in Scientific American and was our universe created in a laboratory? And we'll get into the Kardashev scale and what that will mean as far as a civilization, okay? Meaning that uh, if some, something somewhere actually invented or created our universe, are we in a jar? What kind of vessel are we in first off, right? Like, again, you start thinking in terms of, okay, well, what does that mean? What's holding our universe if there's something outside of it? I think that's the question here. So I don't know. As we consider, uh, there you go. <laughs> Fred, Fred's drinking the maybe juice. All right. That's cool. I dig it. I dig it. Uh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, what's up? What's up? What's up, Robert? How you doing? Uh, it's in your book. <laughs> it's in your book, man. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Anyway, so it does, like, like you said, uh, Robert in his book there, he, he said that, uh, you know, read it, Mike. You might be inspired by some of the things, you know. Okay? Uh, apparently, he does a good job of drinking the maybe juice as well. And uh, naturally, just perfectly when it's time for phone calls, our phone line dies. So anyway, in just a moment, uh, we'll have the phone lines back up if you want to be part of the show. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And uh, you can go to troubledminds.org, the official website. Click the Discord link. Okay, so anyway. I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of articles kind of about this, and there's there's this thing called um, cosmolog cosmological evolution. Uh, does it select for technology? There's some papers here that, uh, again, uh, explore the links that I dropped down below. I, I was reading some pretty mind-blowing stuff tonight, uh, kind of just getting, getting us to this point to be able to maybe explain this. Um, because it's, it is. It's large. It's really, really big. And it's uh, when you have such gigantic moving pieces that uh, some people can't even comprehend, it's, it's tough. It's tough to put it into words. But like I said, doing my best here. So, so if you want to be part of the show, 702-957-1037. So let's go, let's go back to this real quick. Uh, let's go back to Avi Loeb, read just a little bit more of this. Uh, he says, if so, our universe was not selected for us to exist in it as suggested by conventional anthropic reasoning but rather it was selected such that it would give rise to civilizations which are much more advanced than we are 
those, quote, smarter kids on our cosmic block, which are capable of developing the technology needed to produce baby universes, are the drivers of the cosmic Darwinian selection process, whereas we cannot enable as of yet the rebirth of the cosmic conditions that lead to our existence. One way to put it is that our civilization is still cosmologically sterile since we cannot reproduce the world that made us. Interesting. Interesting. And that's just, this is what I mean. So is the universe, uh, let's say, a failure in that it cannot currently, we cannot replicate, think of it in terms of um, replicating entities, all right, uh, people, right? So we can make more people, all right? That's not science. Well, I mean, it is science, but it's not a secret, let's say. It's not a secret. So if that's the case, then what about a universe that cannot beget another universe? Is that universe essentially sterile, like he's describing in this? Does it mean that this universe that we live in is a failure until it can? I don't know. Like I said, large, large thoughts here, large considerations. And should we expect a universe to eventually get to the point where it creates a civilization as such that could replicate the universe that we live in? Yeah. Right. There you go. Fred's got it right. That's heavy. All right. I'm telling you, that's heavy stuff. And uh, exactly why we do this, because uh, like I said, where else are you going to get this type of thing other than, you know, uh, overpaying to go to Harvard? No offense to Harvard, but uh, yeah, uh, expensive, expensive. OK, uh, let's see. Uh, OK, got it. Copy that. All right. All right. So that's what we're doing tonight. We're considering this. We're talking about these things and wondering what in the world is going on. So if you want to be part of the show, phone line should be back up. Let's unmute that. All right. Good to go. 702-957-1037. And okay. All right. Uh, yeah, let's wait. We'll, we'll wait till after after the uh, the break there, James, to get you on the show. Okay. So so you guys, you guys tell me. So a few questions here just as we begin. Uh, well, no, we're kind of past the beginning, but but uh, do you think at some point the cosmology and the idea in your brain about the universe and the multiverse becomes so large, so large, that we have a situation where uh, uh, science and religion meet? Science and religion. That's the question, right? And if it is so large, and maybe, maybe that's, uh, that's where we're at, I don't know. You tell me. You tell me. That's, that's part of the equation. And second, what about this? So Avi Loeb suggests that the universe may have been created to beget another universe. And as such, since it hasn't, or the individuals inside of this particular universe do not currently know how to, they haven't been able to harness such as something such as a, um, a supermassive black hole, for instance, right? Or the, the power of a galaxy, this type of thing, or the power of the entire universe itself to maybe create another that's the question here do you think that the universe maybe was meant with that purpose in mind and that's what this string theory comes from is that these universes if you can see the bubbles behind us on the stream there imagine those things are actual universes just floating around in the omniverse or whatever this thing's called and what does that mean so imagine just in terms of i know it's a flat 2d thing but think think of it as a larger than 3d landscape and we have universes floating around each other like this what does it mean what would it be if we were sitting outside of that manipulating that changing those bubbles creating them duplicating them 
It's a big thought. It's a big thought. Like I said, might be too big, but that's fine. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not scared. I'm not scared of this. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's uh, what uh, tickles my mind. So it got me thinking, right? So in terms of, uh, we'll, we'll get to the Kardashev scale in just a bit. We're going to do that when we get in, the, get in the second hour here. But the Kardashev scale says this, all right, that a type one civilization, uh, actually, uh, actually, let's do, let's do this real quick. Let's talk about what it is, and then we'll get into the different, uh, the different spots here. Let's see, where are we? All right. Um, all right. We got the Kardashev scale. All right. There we go. Uh, how far can humanity advance as a civilization? And so the type, uh, type one, a type one civilization on the Kardashev scale is this. If we were able to harness the entire power source of the earth, meaning all the way to the core, right? Every bit of it, every volcano, every, everything on earth to the core then we would become a type one civilization. So we're not there yet. So we're probably quite a ways away from that. They say we're like a 0.78 or something like that of a, of a type one civilization. But you got to think in terms of like uh, harnessing the power of like all the super volcanoes on earth all the way down to the core. That seems like a lot. That seems like, it seems like we're not even close. So I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's where a type one civilization happens. All right. Is, uh, we've come into our own when we're able to manipulate the planet's energy as such that, uh, we do not destroy it, but we're able to, uh, take care of it and also generate all the energy it has to give. All right. And capture it and uh, use it somehow. So anyway, that's what we're talking about tonight. And as we get to larger and larger concepts on the Kardashev scale, that's where things start to get super weird. Super, super weird. All right. Uh, there you go. Bailey says, we don't even know what the core is yet. Exactly. Like I said, we seem like a long, long way away from that. But anyway, so uh, as we as we kind of grind down to the end here, uh, the top of the, the top of the hour, we're going to take a break, as you know. But uh, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Are we... Well, uh, maybe maybe uh, maybe punching a little too high having this conversation. Do you think this is outlandish or do you think it's plausible? Do you think that it's possible actually something out there has created our universe in a laboratory sort of setting? And if so, what does it mean? What would that entity be? Some people call it the Godhead. Some people call it a super advanced civilization. Other people call it hogwash. Well, I want to know what you call it. One more time, if you want to talk about this, I'd love to hear your thoughts, and I kind of agree. Uh, it seems like all of those things, like hogwash, it seems like maybe God is in the equation here, and it also seems like maybe there's some sort of technological something at play. You tell me. Love to hear from you tonight. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. This is Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. We're talking about all kinds of crazy stuff like we always do. Don't go anywhere. More after the break. It's 
finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. We are talking about the alien abduction phenomenon. The aliens are are looking through your eyes and they're accessing your optic nerve. Through that optic nerve, they're transferring to your brain. Broadcasting live from a secret bunker just off the extraterrestrial highway. Somewhere in the desert sands outside of Las Vegas. Somewhere in space-time, loosely labeled Generation X on planet Earth. And asking questions of you in earnest. Into the digital darkness. Good evening and welcome to Troubled Minds Radio. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and hello to all of you who also have troubled minds. Tonight, we are talking about the universe, but not just the universe, larger than the universe, the omniverse. What's bigger than that? What lurks outside of the universe itself? And as Avi Loeb has suggested of Harvard family, Harvard scientist, he's written an op-ed in Scientific American describing, that's right, possibly, our universe could have been created in a laboratory, which of course begs many, many, many questions. And that's what we're here to do tonight. As you know, we love to drink the maybe juice on this show and consider all the possibilities. And we are live. If you want to be part of the show, you can reach us at 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And we'll put you on the show. You can also click the Discord link at troubledminds.org. And yeah, that's what's going on. Uh, We are uh, broadcasting on the Fringe FM. Also join the Fringe chat, pretty please, at fringe.fm slash chat. And that will give you a direct invite. It's both Discords. And uh, there we go. Uh, all right, so so that's what we're doing tonight. Avi Loeb had this op-ed, which seems wild, right? Because you got to consider, if our universe was created in a laboratory, that means we're 
nothing, right? It means we're microscopic nothings, uh, you know, on a universal scale. Uh, but on an, on an omniverse scale, like think, think of that. In terms of a universal scale, we're, we're really nothing. But then once you go larger than that, we're less than nothing, right? And I don't mean to like diminish humanity like that because my ego is still as big as the omniverse. But uh, what I mean is that uh, just the, the sheer scale is daunting, all right, that's what I mean. Okay, uh, there we go. Uh, <laughs> what's up, guys? I see you in the chat. Funny stuff. Okay, so that's what, that's what we're doing tonight. We're considering the possibility that is it if okay if this is possible. Let's consider this that uh, that an actual some sort of entity, technological entity. All right, and some will call it the Godhead. Like I said, I don't want to call this God because that's not what I'm saying. I'm not trying to do this and turn this into a religious talk because I don't think it needs to be. Uh, but there is a crossroad where I think maybe technology and religion meet. And uh, I think that's where this conversation sort of comes in. So I don't know. And if you uh, love to hear your thoughts on this, 702-957-1037. Let's go to our good friend, James in Michigan. James, Salcedo Paranormal. What's up, my friend? Welcome to the show. How are you tonight? I'm okay. Just um, been trying to get my thoughts together on this. That's why I didn't call in sooner. <laughs> You're good, man. I I appreciate but, the call. It, it's it's big, right? This is a big one. This this is this is hard to just kind of wrap the brain around, so you could even kind of consider the possibilities. It is. Um, been listening more than reading the chat, but I I do like the idea that the different universes are either next to each other or on top of each other or something like that. I think that's an interesting idea. It's, they're all in, in some kind of a, a giant, uh, I don't know if you want to look at it from the technology angle, a server, or, you know, something else, if it's more like just energy-based or whatever. It's hard to say. Yeah, yeah well, I, I think that's all, everything tonight's hard to say, and that's why we're doing yeah, it. Yeah, that's but, true. Yeah. Yeah, but okay, so so think of it in terms of if that's possible, if you create the universe in a lab, now what sort of entity would be doing that? Any ideas there? Something, something that would want to explore, it would think possibilities, and maybe what happens given this variable or that variable. Um... Most like a scientist in a way, I would guess. Yeah, exactly. Um, like somebody that wanted to, um, I don't know, experiment. I don't know exactly. Like, like, uh, like I said, yeah. is, is this a cosmic petri dish? <laughs> like, 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 much like our scientists would do, right? They create all kinds of things. I mean, they're creating human pig chimeras, right? If you're to believe Alex Jones or just read the news, right. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll tell you that as well. But, but yeah, I, so I think that's the same sort of thing. Like we're talking about creating things, maybe uh, human science as we're talking about merging DNA and this, that, the other thing and all kinds of just weird stuff. But if it was an entity that was so large and so vast on, on sort of that cosmic scale, uh, it would be similar, wouldn't it? But clearly, I mean, I, I don't think we're talking about something with two arms and two legs. What do you think about that? <laughs> it's yeah, it's possible. If, if it's not human, then it could be any shape or size. It could even be. I wonder if somehow we're in an organism that has made all of this within itself. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 
uh, I don't know if that's going too far, but no, 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 I don't think so. I don't think so. And again, uh, right. And back to that whole sterile universe thing. Do you think that maybe our universe was created to create another universe, but you know, like a, uh, what is it? The amoeba splits, right. And creates more of itself sort of through that, uh, right. Asexual reproduction. Maybe, maybe the, the, <laughs> the, the universe itself is waiting to split, <laughs> turn into another one. <laughs> Oh, geez. Seems like it would be extremely destructive, though, on a smaller scale. If that were to happen. I think so. Unless, unless of course, yeah. it was, uh, I guess if you split it off at an end, like maybe, uh, mm. let's say you split it off at like where the Big Bang began and where everything's been expanding mm. from Sensig, taking the, 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 regular, the regular version of cosmology there. Uh, and let's say that half split, right? So that would be the oldest remnant. And so meaning that uh, either they knew it was coming, like if there was a civilization out there and they left because they saw it coming, or uh, maybe it's the newest end where maybe civilizations haven't developed yet. Cross your fingers uh, if that's the case. Well, we're, we're way out there anyway, so I don't think anything we say will make anything happen here. But yeah, I don't know. I think uh, in terms of the universe being so large, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, crazy stuff here. Uh, what what about the God stuff? Like the God, like the Godhead, and uh, like again, like I said, I'm not trying to call this God, guys. Don't uh, don't. It's difficult to say these things without uh, kind of stepping over some lines. So so I, I'm expecting you to forgive me because I have a track record of not intentionally trying to trample people. So uh, so I'm going to ask that you uh, give a little leeway in the conversation tonight. That's not what I mean when I say these things. It's just that the words kind of don't exist to discuss these in, in such giant terms. But, but what do you think about that? Maybe that Godhead sort of source as described? What if like somebody's, you know, uh, like it's a kid just blowing bubbles, right? And every bubble's a new universe, you know, that sort of thing. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, and I think I've heard even that, that universes are, I, think I've, I feel like I've heard that somewhere, that universes are in their own bubble of sorts. Um, so I wonder if that could explain why the universe is said to expand, to be expanding. That's part of the process somehow ah. of making that bubble. And what happens when the bubble pops? <laughs> yeah, that's not, that's, uh, that's not good either for us, but yeah. This is all your fault, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, again, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. So, so yeah. I don't know. So, what what kind of uh, what kind of technology would you think? Uh, Lazy guy X says we are just the Sims seven point oh. <laughs> it could be, it could be right. If everything is made of based on energy before and after it is a physical form. Brings me back to where does all that go? Um, does that go back into some kind of a, um, like the system itself? Is that, I'm thinking probably branching off here more than what you were asking, but. That's okay. Is, is that like, is that basically a, like an after, is the afterlife basically being outside of the universes and in some kind of a framework outside of them where you are almost basically just outside of them and then you, and then you can either go back in if you want to or not 
don't know. That's really interesting too. Is the idea that energy doesn't get destroyed, and I've heard people say too that there's a possibility that when you die in one universe, you end up being born or just transferring to another one. Yeah. So, so the the multi universe theory says that there's more than one of us. So there's different versions yeah. of us in different universes, meaning that uh, we even uh, by proxy share uh, sort of a part of the same consciousness of the, you know, the, right. the evil Mike Strange that wears his hat backwards. And and, you know, it's maybe he, maybe he spits uh, division, division politics on the radio. You know what I mean? Like like whatever, whatever that version of you is, it may exist out there. And, uh, you know, supposedly, like we were saying, like you described there, we've talked about this in the past with some of this um, maybe recycling energy through the universe and uh, the idea of reincarnation, that maybe there's enough of you alive that are linked through the one consciousness of yourself, not saying that it's not linked to anything else. I'm just saying in that term, sort of in a linear term uh, over many versions of yourself, that uh, if one of you passes away, the rest of you still persist because... Right, the the chance happened in the one thing, but not in all the other possibilities. Right, so you're still even if you pass away uh, here, or anybody does. I don't mean you. Sorry, I don't mean to say that. Uh, right, my, you in quotes as a person. Right, uh, again, mm-hmm. language matters. I want to make sure. I'm not. I'm not trying to shake yeah. the bone at anybody. You know, point the bone <laughs> at anybody. I ain't doing that, James. I ain't doing that, Jim. That's okay. If I if I if I did go, I'd be coming back to haunt you that I, way anyway. I, know, so. I already know. I already. That's why I'm being very careful. I want to make sure. I want to make sure. But but point being is that so if that's the case and maybe one of you you know boom one of us let's say one of us just goes boom and we pass away there's still the multiverse left of us kind of inhabiting the omniverse right I don't know so I think I think there's a weirdness there uh, but then um, I'm not sure man like I said this is this is kind of probably too big to really put into words like uh, succinctly and uh, coherently. So we can just ramble on. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So, so what else do you think? What are, what are your other thoughts on this? Well, if it makes you think, what does that mean for when we have experiences with our loved ones, like in, in dreams, where people, self-included, where people know that they're being visited by a loved one? Is that just confuses me then if, if, if they, if you, they do just keep on, you know, they keep on transferring or whatever. And what is that? And that's kind of, I'm guessing maybe there, maybe there's a choice. Maybe you don't have to, to transfer to another person, to another version of yourself. Or I guess it could also mean maybe there are no other versions left. So you're able to be, um, a spirit in those cases, maybe recycled or something. I don't, <laughs> yeah i don't know it's yeah you got me man and again this is the type of thing that you kind of can't really talk about it without trying to weave in some of those sort of threads you know about well what ha- what does that mean about a single person you know wh- yeah. when a single person passes on what does it mean and you know we've talked about this in the past uh you know kelly had a, a good theory about the the higgs field meaning that uh you know energy is energy and then once it crosses the Higgs field itself it becomes matter and so there's a threshold where uh, energy turns into this matter and so he speculated that if it's not a one-way street there's got to be a way back as well and that would be sort of back into that uh, maybe that Godhead or out of the universe to maybe be recycled I don't know I don't know again like I said no answers here you're not gonna find answers here please 
disclaimer, there's no answers here. We're just we're just throwing things out and kind of kicking around some ideas. I don't know, man. It's it's big stuff, but uh, I think uh, we're going to get to the Kardashev scale in a little bit. But I think the you know, I mean, the micro, the macro, how big does it go? How small does it go? You know, it does. It, it almost seems like when you go infinitely big and infinitely small, it almost doesn't matter where you are in the chain, right? You're still part of that chain. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Which means us. Yeah. We're still part of that chain, and it doesn't matter how big or how small that happens to be. We call atoms small. We call a black hole big. But, right? we're still somewhere in the middle of that chain and it goes infinitely bigger and smaller. I don't know. Like I said, maybe I'm just confusing yeah. myself. Oh, but I also, this makes me wonder about um, people that have sightings of uh, different beings, all the, all the different beings out there, whether it's cryptids or aliens. I wonder if there can be um, some of those aren't like part of that, that, whatever it is that made everything, they're here to to almost like do specific experiments or observe certain things. Yeah, like they're and interesting. Yeah, right, go ahead. Go ahead. You're on because there's this whole yeah, there's this whole thought of the other, whatever the other is, being a trickster. In a lot of cases wonder if that could be because so many people think that you, that all of this stuff is connected to something I wonder if it could all be connected to this to maker of this uh, whole thing if maybe the other is just whatever form wants to take in a situation observe things more closely yeah, interesting. And uh, is using maybe those entities as reporters, right? They're able to dip in and dip out of the universe and maybe do a, a test, like a you know a litmus yeah. test, as it were. Uh, dip something in the Earth's oceans, but you know, kind of like in the solar system instead, right? Sort of a just yeah. check the progress of things. Yeah, I like it. I like the idea, man. Um, I don't know. Uh, so, so do you think this is uh, where does this sit? Does this sit? In science, religion, both or neither? I think it could be both. I think uh, there's, it's been said before that magic is just science we don't understand. Um, so I think, I think it could be both. It's possible. I like um, both. Again, yeah, I, I don't think it has to be, as you said, I don't think it has to be necessarily divisive in any way yeah um, well i mean we're people so we can super make it divisive and that's that's easy yeah <laughs> let's do it and, let's fight james yeah <laughs> <laughs> and um I th- and i think like you said it's okay for everyone to have their 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 own beliefs um about how, how everything is and what what is out there beyond um quote-unquote normal human life or whatever yeah, uh, human, everything, consciousness, and the whole deal. I mean, to think that that's kind of encapsulated in a bubble, all of it, literally all of everything ever in just a bubble that's next to a million or a billion other bubbles, it's, um, it's creepy. It's, uh, it kind of makes you, right, again, like I said, makes you feel small. But then, I don't know, like I said, uh, you're still a, a link in that chain. So it, 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 I don't know. I guess there's a few ways to look at it. 
I'm not sure. I'm yep. not sure. But I'm with you. I think it's sort of a like I was describing. It's like the crossroads between science and religion. And I think there's a there is a way to to make them all stick. And everybody would agree. But of course, we would have to. You know, that what like I don't know. We're we're talking fantasy stuff here. I mean, because then everybody would get along, and you know, <laughs> that just seems so far away, doesn't it? <laughs> that just seems so far away. Well, on a grand scale, yes, but I mean, look at what we have here in this community. I, I, I'm just. It's been great being with you all since I since I found you guys, and so yeah, no, I think it's I think it's possible. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm with you. Let's let's take some positivity out of that and say that yeah, we can. It's possible. We can do it. We can kumbaya with the universe, and that's just that. Um, so so what else? Any any other thought here? We got a few minutes left, so you're welcome to stay. Of course, I'm not trying to kick you off. You tell me. You tell me if you got more to say. We got time for you, my friend. Well, I um think it's very interesting these different scales that people have made. Um, whether it's the Kardashev or whether it's Heavy Lobes, um, you know, I, I, that's what I forgot to say. I really, I've been interested in, in him, his work since he, since he kind of came out and started talking about that Amuamua, that the object floating through space. Um, he's. It seems like overall he he is really trying to, to do the right thing and and talk about science, but also. Talk, talk about the possibilities of what things could be and i like that about him yeah he's again he's he's unafraid and i think that's what we need from <laughs> academia you know and it's it's weird how the press treats him too you know some some treat him as like the the mad quack scientist of harvard and some you know actually you know the ufo field and stuff is like oh thank god we need this guy you know so i don't know it's it's funny as always right like that depends on who you ask who's living in what reality <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I, I think um, it'll be interesting to see what he does going forward. I think he's one of those people that, that everyone should watch. Yeah, which we do, which is why we talk about this stuff when it comes out. This is brand new, piping hot, October 16th is when this uh, this article came out, and he just published nice. this in the journal. So uh, this is, and this is the type of stuff, right? This is the type of stuff we should consider and think about. Because like I said, it's not just, um, not just... I don't know. It is philosophy, right? But it's also, it is science. It is, it is all those things. It's kind of like we're reaching, clearly. I mean, it's an idea. It's a reach. And that's fine. But it's a reach to a point where everything converges. And can we reach that? Probably not. But think about it in terms of just the human brain. Just considering that possibility means maybe we can reach it, right? Yeah, it's. I think it's important to think 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 about these things and and explore all the ideas. I I, th I think that's um, you know, that's there needs to be a lot more of that that these days than than what is out there. Yeah, uh, you're uh, you're telling me you read the news once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to, but yeah, every once in a while I scan the headlines. But that's as far as I go because that's enough for me. Yeah, exactly. Give give you a headache. All right, so uh, sweet stuff. we got a minute or two left. Anything else? This is James from uh, Salcedo Paranormal. Please check out his podcast, guys. He's uh, doing great work. He does streams three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. He goes at 5 p.m. Eastern. Am I right? 
Uh, 8 p.m. Eastern. Eight, sorry, yeah. So 5 Pacific. 5 I think, Pacific. Yeah. yeah, 5 Pacific, 8 Eastern. Thank you. And he uh, go go hang out in one of his streams. He's uh, talking about paranormal stuff, Salcedo Paranormal. Links are down below, both on Rockfin and on YouTube. Just scroll down. You can find his uh, his website there. And uh, please download some podcasts. Go listen to James and go hang out with him in his Discord. Appreciate it, my brother. Anything else while we got you on? I, I appreciate that. And um, I, I'm amazed that all the downloads are ready. I mean, I'm, I'm, we're close to 700 now. So Nice. That's, yeah. So, no, but thank you, and, uh, yeah, that's it for now. All right. Pleasure's ours, my friend. You're the best. James, we'll talk to you later tonight. Have a great night, brother. You too. Thanks, man. All right, so we are, appreciate that, James. We're talking about, yeah, Avi Loeb, Harvard scientist, suggests that our universe was created in a laboratory. What the hell does that mean? Yeah, well, we're talking about it. We're considering it. It's awful big, but uh, I remain unafraid. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Looking to hear your thoughts on this. Is this too big? It's tough to put into words, but we'll do our best and try. Love to hear your thoughts one more time. Don't go anywhere. More troubled minds, the universe, and you after the break. Back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and we are streaming on Rockfin, DLive, YouTube, and Twitter. We're broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. Tonight, we're discussing Avi Loeb and his theory. Harvard scientists suggest that our universe was created in a laboratory. And of course, if that's true in any capacity whatsoever, what does that even mean? There's a whole lot to think about, a whole lot to talk about just in that headline itself. But of course, there's tons more. We're going to talk about the Kardashev civilization scale and all kinds of other things and your thoughts. Love to hear from you tonight. If you want to be part of the show, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. You can join the Discord at troubledminds.org and we'll put you on the show. All right. So, uh, yeah, phone line should be good. Everything should be good. Technology. Everything's working. All right. It's one of those nights where everything's working. Cross your fingers. Cross your fingers. <laughs> Had a good comment here from Robert in the chat. I'm going to read this uh, over on Rockfin. Rockfin said that. Uh, Robert on Rockfin said this, and this is fantastic. Uh, here we go. Uh, let's see. Where is it? Where is it? Let's scroll back a little bit. And it's true. Here's an analogy. Michael Strange is projecting from hundreds of miles away onto our screens, like he lives inside our devices. He is a projected reality through time and space. And I think that's what we're talking about here, right? So in a simple, in a simple universe, we could still meet and have a beer, okay? But if you're projecting into different realities and from outside of the reality itself, then that becomes not possible at all, right? Well, of course, unless you're level four on the Kardashev scale or whatever, which we're going to get to in just a sec. So anyway, uh, what's up, guys? How you doing? Uh, see everybody there. Uh, oh, pizza. Somebody mentioned, mentioned pizza in the chat, and now I'm distracted. I'm totally distracted. Uh, I'm just kidding. What's up, Todd? I see you there, buddy. Okay, so let's do this. Let's go to the Kardashev scale. Now, now, uh, now this, is, this is the weird part, right? 
So you have to think in terms of the actual Kardashev scale and what it means, okay? To even consider that there's a, uh, a possibility uh, to, to create a, a universe like ours in a laboratory, all right? So here's, here's the actual Kardashev scale. Let's go to this. This is from uh, futurism.com, and you can find this anywhere. It's on Wikipedia and all kinds of different places. Uh, so the Kardashev scale was actually um, created uh, from a, a Russian... Uh, by the name of Kardashev, as you can imagine. I'm sure you're shocked to hear that. Here we go. The scale was originally designed in 1964 by the Russian astrophysicist Nikolai Kardashev. It has three base classes with an energy disposal level, type 1, type 2, and type 3. And there's actually like a uh, energy uh, estimates based on what kind of power outputs they can get from planetary, solar system, and from a galactic level, okay? Being able, a civilization able to actually generate power from these sources, larger and larger sources, okay? So here we go. First, it's important to note that the human race is not even on this scale yet. Since we still sust sustain our energy needs from dead plants and animals here on Earth, we are a lowly type zero civilization, and we have a long way to go before being promoted to a type one civilization. Like I said, it seems like it's a long, long way to go, and I think it kind of is. So, uh, here we go. Michio Kaku tends to believe that all things taken into consideration, we will reach type 1 in 100 to 200 years' time. That would, be again, be if you're a type 1 civilization, it means you can harness the power of your entire planet all the way down to the core, all right? Like I said, and like Bailey said earlier in the chat... We don't even know what's in the core of the earth, right? There's some theories we think we have, we think we know, but then there's also a whole bunch of WTF going on, all right? So the Kardashev scale, again, and we're thinking, we're, again, we're talking in terms of the Kardashev scale here uh, for this particular reason, because Avi Loeb suggested that, yep, our universe was created in a laboratory, okay? And again, it's a thought experiment, it's, you know, academia, and, you know, it may be a bunch of hogwash, and that's fine, because uh, we do drink the maybe juice, but... You got to think in terms of the Kardashev scale, all right? So the type one civilization is given to a species who is able to harness all the energy that is available from their neighboring star, all right? Gathering and storing it to meet the energy demands of a growing population. That means that we would need to boost our current energy production over 100,000 times to reach this status. However, being able to harness all Earth's energy would also mean that we could have control over all natural forces. Human beings could control volcanoes, the weather, and even earthquakes. So that's the idea of a Type 1 civilization, which, again, we are nowhere close to, all right? Sure, they meddle in some of this stuff, but that's the thing, all right? Now, now that seems that seems out there, doesn't it? Right, being able to not just harness the power of your own sun, not directly manipulate it like you know, uh, you know, make it turn when you want it to turn, type of thing. But you know, all all the sun that's shining on you, you're able to harness all of it. You're able to harness all the power of the Earth, the planet you're on, and that's your Type One civilization. I don't know. Michio Kaku says 100, 200 years. I don't know. We fight way too much as people. Uh, I think 100, 200 years is very, very optimistic. I would say 500 years, just because of uh, the nature of people. And you look at Congress, they can't even get, don't get me started on ta taxes and health care. But uh, this is my point. It's, uh, it, it's, it's a system designed for failure, and uh, it's designed for some to succeed and some to fail, and it's already like that. So anyway, don't get me started on that. Here we go. Next step is a type 2 civilization. Now, this is where we start to get super weird. And you can sort of think of uh, extraterrestrials or aliens in, in terms of 
this, uh, meaning that, the, okay, here we go. Next step up, a type 2 civilization on the Kardashev scale can harness the power of their entire star, all right? So not just what's shining on them. They're able to manipulate that star. It, conclu- it goes like this. Not merely transforming starlight into energy, but controlling the star itself. Several methods for this have been proposed, the most popular of which is the hypothetical Dyson Sphere. This device, if you want to call it that, would encompass every single inch of the star, gathering most, if not all, of its energy output and transferring it to the planet for later use. Alternatively, if fusion power, the mechanism mechanism that powers stars, of course, had been mastered by the race, a reactor on a truly immense scale could be used to satisfy their needs. Nearby gas giants can be utilized for their hydrogen, slowly drained uh, drained of life by an orbiting reactor. All right, so weirdness here. All right, this continues. That's a type 2 civilization. Now, this is where we get super weird, all right? So not only uh, are you able as a type 2 civilization to control your star, you're also able to, to harness the power of your entire solar system, okay? So there's that, okay? Now, this is where stuff gets out there. Now, uh, I see Night Stalkers in the chat. What's up, buddy? You're just in time, because I'm about to bring up, yeah, you guessed it, Lovecrafty and Old Ones, and I'll tell you why. Check this out. Now, now a Type 3 civilization, right? So once you have control over your entire solar system, what's the next step? Control over the power output of an entire galaxy. And that, of course, includes the supermassive black hole or whatever resides in the center of that galaxy, right? So the type three, where a species then becomes galactic traversers with knowledge of everything having to do with energy, resulting in them becoming a master race. In terms of humans, hundreds of thousands of years of evolution, both biological and mechanical, may result in the the inhabitants of this type 3 civilization being incredibly different from the human race as we know it. They may be cyborgs or cybernetic organisms, with descendants of regular humans being a subspecies among the now highly advanced society. All kinds of crazy stuff, right? So it gets more and more weird but this is at the point once we start getting to a type three and a type four alien civilization as it were to use the term uh this is when we start again merging science and religion because as avi loeb suggested if this universe we live in was created in a laboratory then something had to do it right and i say something because we don't know what something is Again, I'm, I'm not trying to tell people God or any of this stuff, right? So just, again, something, all right? Whatever that is, whatever you want to call that. So I don't know. So here we go. So the t- type four, this is where it gets super weird. Kardashev believed a type four civilization was too advanced and didn't go beyond type three on his scale. He thought that surely this would be the extent of any species ability. Many think so, but a few believe there is a further level that could be achieved. Type 4 civilizations would almost be able to harness the energy content of the entire universe. And with that, they could traverse the accelerating expansion of space. To previous methods of generating energy, these kinds of feats are considered impossible. A Type 4 civilization would need to tap into energy sources unknown to us using strange or currently unknown laws of physics. All right. So now, and so not only that, uh, this is where it gets not only weird, but super weird. There's what's known as the 
an extended Kardashev scale, which again, right? If as if a Type Four civilization wasn't mind-bending enough of what those entities may be, controlling the power of an entire universe, surely a Type Four civilization would be creating a new universe, wouldn't they? Very much like uh, Avi Loeb suggested in that op-ed he wrote for Scientific American, if a universe is built, constructed, created, whatever you want to call it. Wouldn't the idea be for that universe to replicate itself at some point? Very much like we said previously, people can replicate, right? People make more people, right? Uh, Bacteria make more bacteria. Viruses make more viruses. And there are different ways of doing these things. But how would a universe create another universe? And that's the question. And what type of civilization would it take to actually be able to create our universe inside a laboratory. So that's, again, those are my thoughts on this tonight. I don't know. I think, like I said, I think there's a point where we end up a little too deep, right? We kind of we, we kind of get our, our knees a little further past the waves there, and uh, it's difficult. It's difficult to describe this stuff in more general terms. Uh, and so, like I said, I'm, I'm struggling a little bit just kind of describing these thoughts that are so huge. Again, without being a dick and just trying to step on everybody's toes, right? Because I, I could just be a dick and do that. But, you know, like, like I want to, you know, respect the things people believe. Um, and not try and say, well, clearly this would be God, right? And I'm not going to make like sweeping statements like that. I'm asking the question is, what do you think? And uh, yeah, so that's what's on my mind tonight. If you want to be part of the show, we're taking your phone calls and you can reach the show at 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And you could click the Discord link at troubledminds.org. The phone number is also there as well, troubledminds.org. The phone uh, the website has everything you need all the uh, the podcast links and all the rest of the stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think uh, given this idea, was our universe created in a laboratory? Um, that's, the, that's the bizarreness of this, this conversation, of this question. And how, how big a civilization would it take? And then as you can see, and again, if you're watching on the stream, I have uh, bubbles behind me. Uh, intentionally so, because what if those are the universes? It's been described as universes maybe being the bubbles uh, on top of the water of a bubble bath, right? As they kind of cling to each other and uh, maybe even change, maybe change shape, they change size, they they merge, they, you know, maybe they split apart. Uh, who knows? I think there, there's that's part of the weirdness here. Um, so what's up? Let's go to the chat. and uh, What's up? MJ says... Um, Planet Earth is a reproduction planet. Uh, what's up, Brian says, uh, what's going on? How you doing? Uh, Night Stalker says this. Well, if the lab is in the computer, we might be able to do it relatively soon. I mean, if we're in a simulation. And I think that's part of this conversation, too. We were discussing that. Maybe the uh, omniverse exists of a stack of hard drives, right, on top of each other. Somebody in the chat said that earlier. And so that that could easily be achieved, right? I mean, you know, like it's one operating system, another operating system, and the next, all kind of stacked and chained together through some sort of um, uh, actual plug-in sort of interface, uh, however you want to call it. I don't know. I don't know. You guys tell me. Love to hear your thoughts. Let's see. Uh, Tam says, I think I'm battling with this topic because last week we discussed sound and how sound was used to create the world. That theory sold me. All right. That's cool. 
that's cool. Robert says, we created this hologram universe, then made ourselves forget that we did so we can navigate these imaginary days of our lives for our own entertainment. Uh, all right. Gotcha. We're going to go to Daryl in just a moment. So, uh, Daryl, if you would be so kind, please mute your stream and I'll come get you and we'll put you on the show. What's up? The Bubba News says frequencies. Frequencies. Isn't that what it's all about, anyone? All the time? Most of the time? All the time? I don't know. You tell me. You tell me. All right. Uh, Daryl. Daryl in New York. Test one, two. Are you there? Hello, hello. In sort of interface, uh, however you uh-huh. want to call it. All right. I'm going to got you muted, Daryl, if you would be so kind as to mute your stream, and then we'll get you on the show here. All right. So, uh, we're, we're again, we're talking about some really, really large ideas. Was our universe created in a laboratory? And if so, what does that even mean? Like, what kind of entity would have the ability to do something like that? We're talking about the Kardashev scale and a bunch of that as it happens and goes. And I don't know. Omniversal foam, right? <laughs> uh, Robert in uh, on YouTube says, if the laboratory were a server, it would be a much more acceptable idea, I think. Well, again, uh, what if uh, it's a big Petri dish? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> Which is, again, why we're talking about this. All right, let's go. Daryl, you there? Am I here? Yes. Okay. Uh, I think you're good. I think you're good. Daryl in New York, welcome to the show. How are you, my friend? I'm doing very well. This is such a great uh, show and a great subject. Um, I think we this. Whenever I think about this subject, I always still come back to what came first. You know, the chicken or the egg. And because humans are so fragile when we're born, I still, you know, you can't come up with how did we, how did we start? You know, when we start out as a baby, we have to be taken care of so well an adult like who take who took care of us you know how did how did who came first you know how did a human create a baby you know what i'm saying so i was thinking about this and there's something about you know they found these humans and they were giants i think they found them in south america that they weren't humans because they didn't have babies they they laid eggs they were some sort of reptile, human-looking thing, you know. They're skeletons, but they—they they saw that they were—they were egg-laying humanoids, okay. And you think about that. I don't know why I'm thinking about this, but uh, you know, if there were some human-looking people that were on the planet before us that laid eggs, then it would make much more sense because you see, like reptiles and other animal species, like deers and other animals, are. are they all, they, they're practically, um, you know, they can walk as soon as they're born, practically. You know what I'm saying? With very little care, you know, they have to be tended to. But some of them don't even see their mother again, you know? They're just um, born and they, they're on their own. And um, why, why does this have to do anything with what we've born in a laboratory? Um, <laughs> I can tell you. So, well, okay, so, okay. so saying, okay. The, saying it's like the or, sort of like an orphan thing, right? Like, right. meaning that so the universe itself doesn't have to have, like, direct parents, per se, and go go back home for Thanksgiving dinner. The universe becomes itself as itself and just is itself, right? It always is, always was. So right. it doesn't it doesn't answer to anybody or anything. There's no familial structure. I think I think that's what you're getting. Right. At, right? That's what I got. I, out think, of it, I anyway. think so. I think so. Yeah, that, that, that it could have been created, self-created. Uh, it could self-create, and and uh, and there's there's also life forms that don't have 
a female and a male as well. So, you know, but it's just how did yeah, all right, so that, that answers a lot of questions, actually, if they're uh, self-replicating or asexual. But then, okay, so what a great idea to come up with two sexes, you know? Maybe before they made the universe, there was more than two sexes, you know what I'm saying? That we can't even conceive of it. Like, it was so normal to have, like, three sexes or, you know, whatever. You know, you, you have two sexes and then the, the, the multisexual one or something, you know, somebody that could... Uh, like the bonus species, you know? They got, like, that bonus thing that they got to do. I don't know. I'm just saying. Like, it's something that we can't even conceive of before the universe was made. It would, it would be something totally different. It would be maybe, like, one massive lump of, of clay or something. Or, you know, something gigantic without spaces in between it. One big atom, you know? Something that is just so enormous. It wouldn't even be... It would have its own consciousness, but we couldn't even conceive of it because it's so different from our universe yeah I, you know what i'm saying yeah i got you yeah. and so so i think so so basically what i was getting at too with that the conversation good stuff there meaning that uh there are things humans can't even consider because we're again we're stuck in this meat suit right uh, this is mm -hmm. our experience and so things are so large to consider and so when i when i started thinking about this in terms of okay so what would a type four kardashev civilization look like that was able to possibly beget a universe right whether however you want to call that whether it was created in a laboratory whether it was spawned from another universe whatever right whether it was created through a computer program what do you, what do you believe whatever you believe there but wouldn't that be exactly like those Lovecraftian old ones of a sort, where they say that they're, they're like the primordial gods of the ancient universe, and they've always been around and they will always be around? And some have even suggested that they're the size of galaxies, or they are the galaxies themselves, like they, they reside maybe in the black hole of the, you know, of the galaxies as the, they spin around them, and the, the, the arms of the galaxy are the arms of the Lovecraftian old ones, you know what I mean? It would right, seem like, right. in those terms, like you're talking about these things that are so immense and massive, but even then, right. on a universal scale, those massive ancient things are still kind of tiny. <laughs> They're still not that right, tiny. Exactly. In proportion, right? In proportion. Like it's like we're the nano we're the nano uh things. Like we're so small that we can't even be seen by their naked eye, you know? They're so big. And we're so little, you know, even our universe is so small that they're so big. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. The, yeah, the enormity is of it is almost hard to conceive. Yeah, and, and so, then it's beyond that. And exactly, and then it's beyond that. And I think that's why that's why uh, you know we probably haven't had a ton of callers. People are a little little scared off because it is it's enormous. It's an enormous sort of undertaking to even try and put it into words. Like I said, I'm not scared. I'm I'm cool. It's, you know, just stepping on my or putting my foot in my mouth constantly, stepping on my tongue, whatever you want to say, constantly. No, I'm, no, I'm fine no, with that. No, no, I, I know, but I mean, I'm okay not being able to say it perfectly. But but when when you think of things in those terms, it does become daunting. And so here we are. Uh, yeah, talking about uh, the multiverse, as it were. So we got like a, a two minutes left. So go go ahead with your thoughts here on this. Uh, let's let's finish this up. To, I want to make sure you get the time. I think when you have problems and you, you look at the the world, you know, in perspective, uh, it's it's so enormous, you know, everything here really does seem so trivial and so small in comparison to the big picture, I suppose. 
Uh, we have to make the best of it, I guess. We have so little time. And uh, why not tickle our little brains from time to time? Just pondering the universe and my belly button. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. And uh, <laughs> and again, uh, you know, there are some things that are so trivial that, you know, it's like whatevs. Like the, you know, no sweat, pretty much no matter whatever. But then there's also some <laughs> things that are also so gigantic, so immense in scope that also... Yeah. Whatevs, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's it's so much bigger than us that we we uh, don't fret on it. Uh, let's let's say that as we finish. Of course, the point is uh, as always, don't be afraid. Uh, stand up and uh, face the universe with uh, with your chin up and uh, with your fists ready. And uh, I'm not I'm not suggesting we should take on the stars, but I'm saying that if it comes to that, let's go down swinging. That's what I'm saying. Daryl, you are the best. You are the best. Uh, final thought. We we got to finish this sucker up. Well, I think if we all had great thinkers instead of great fighters, we'd be better off. Yeah, that's true. That's that's for damn sure. Yeah. That's for damn it's sure. Stuff like this brings us all together. We're all we're all wondering the same things when it comes down to it. You know, we're all looking up at the sky and wondering <laughs> where did it all start? You know, where does this begin? Where does it end? And you know, only by living we'll die and we'll tell. You know. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, so so let's let's live, let us live, shall we? Daryl, Daryl in New York, thank you so much for the call. I appreciate your thoughts on this. Thank you for being unafraid to call in and put your foot in your mouth because, well, that's what we do here <laughs> as we drink the maybe juice. You're the best. For sure, for sure. All right, thanks a lot. Appreciate the phone call. We're gonna keep on trucking. Actually, uh, we'll put Daryl back in. You can listen right there, Daryl. Don't go anywhere. All right, so we're going to keep on trucking and talking about this because we've got a third hour of Troubled Minds coming up. Now, the thing is this, right? We do, uh, what do we do? We do uh, two hours on Fringe, and if you're listening to us on the Fringe FM, stay tuned for Joe Roop lighting the void, and then Ryan Gable, the secret teachings after that. And if you're not, if you're listening on the podcast feed or any other platform, that would be Rockfin, DLive, YouTube, or Twitter, stay tuned for a third hour of Troubled Minds, and you know how this goes. Be sure, be strong, be true. Thank you for listening. From our Troubled Minds to yours, have a great night. Guys, we're going to do one more hour of Troubled Minds. Like I said, I, I realize this is kind of, take, kind of what, what do they call it, biting off more than you can chew. I think just in terms of being able to describe it and talk about it in coherent terms, because these things don't exist as far as we're aware. They only exist in our imaginations. And uh, that's okay by me, because I'm, uh, like I said, I'm okay not being able to perfectly describe things, because, well, I'm human, and that's fine by me. I'll do my best, and we'll keep on talking about this. But we're taking your phone calls tonight, and we're still going. We're going to do one more hour, and we'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Avi Loeb describes, yeah, was our universe created in a laboratory? He wrote an op-ed in Scientific American, and that's what we're talking about. And if so, 
What else must be true if that's the case? So one more time, we're going to take a two-minute break, and we'll be right back. We've got Jennifer on the line. We'll go right to her. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. More troubled minds on the way. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and we're taking your phone calls if you want to be part of the show tonight. Avi Loeb, Avi Loeb wrote a paper called Why, or sorry, Was Our Universe Created in a Laboratory? Well, it's pretty dense. It's pretty deep. The thoughts are larger than the omniverse itself. And so as a human being, it's difficult to describe, but we're doing our best anyway. If you want to be part of this conversation, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Let's go to Jennifer in Missouri. Thanks for being patient, Jen. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing good. This is a hard one. <laughs> this is like one of the hardest questions ever, Mike. <laughs> but you're, you're it's everybody's thinking about it, you know, because I mean, yeah. everybody's thinking about it anyway, I guess. So, I mean, and everybody thinks about it, you know, probably, um, I don't know, maybe once a month. I'm sure people think of it of like, what is going on here? Like, how is this even possible? But I, I kind of, I mean, was it, was the universe possibly created in a laboratory? I would say, sure. You know what I mean? Like at this point, I mean, because, there's no way to understand. We may one day understand, I think. I mean, my perception of what could be happening is that, you know, there's the human cycle bit that, uh, like, whatever, um, what, what Daryl was talk- talking about when she was talking about, it basically starts with life, kind of. Hold on, my dogs are freaking. Anyway, kind of starts with life. You know, the the father and the mother, they create the baby, the baby comes alive, it begins to sense its reality through its perception, it begins to perceive the universe, and that it, that grows with observation. They begin to, for them, you know, reality is very simple, then it becomes more complicated, more complicated, more complicated, the more they observe it. <clears throat> so I kind of have the theory that, I mean, it's possible that the universe itself is ever-changing, and but looping in some ways as it's being observed so it it seems like a reasonable idea if a person has um none of the senses there is no reality so it could all be i mean if you can't touch it smell it taste it see it hear it all those things then it's not even there but it is there like i'm sitting here and i see this there could be somebody here who's completely sensory deprived and it's not. And so I can tell them all day, but it, for them, it doesn't exist. And for us, it exists because we're being told it and we're observing the things that we can observe. But it doesn't, if it's never observed, it's not there. But we're, for example, these scientists are observing, they're looking deeper and deeper out into the abyss, basically. And even small, like deeper and deeper into the microscopes and everything. And they're seeing more and more because they have to see something. I mean, they have to see something as they keep looking. So, and then they're just interpreting what they're seeing and trying to explain through their senses what they're see- experiencing and seeing. So 
it could be, I mean, any answer will do, <laughs> you know, I guess in a way. Yeah, I, totally. I mean, the idea that somebody in the past, so, or not somebody, because what Daryl mentioned about, um, you know, the chicken for the egg thing. So obviously, at some, you could say something as simple as, I mean, it's unbelievable, but I mean, it's a constant cycle for a human to, a human comes into the world, they perceive it. So that, that's basically where I'm at. I mean, I don't, I think observation makes it exist in a way because it just can't exist if you're not perceiving it, seeing it, feeling it. Because to that person, if everybody had no senses, if we were all just like had minimal amount of senses, for example, like a, maybe a mollusk or something, reality would be entirely different and we wouldn't be seeing any of this. So, if, I mean, and it wouldn't matter how much you try to convince a mollusk that this is all going on. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't exist. So it seems to have some kind of connection with human observation. And there have been studies done about this with quantum mechanics where I can't remember the scientist's name, but they were doing the split, you know, proton light and dark experiment where it seemed like the proton laser was, was uh, responding to what they were testing. If they were testing this, it would do this. But if they were testing this, they would do this instead. So, it may ha I don't know. I think there's an intrinsic link between perception in the mind and what we are perceiving. I mean, but that's something that people have, I mean, because for lack of a better answer, it's one of the ones that makes, doesn't make sense, but <laughs> yeah. No, well, and that's, that's, that's the observer know. effect, right? So, so if you cannot observe it, does it even exist? That's, that's what you're getting at, right? Yeah. Is this world even here? Exactly. Like, are we just imagining everything? I mean, I, I, we both come up like, you know, up here there's a shelf and if I bring a friend up here and they see the shelf, we're both seeing something, you know, there's something there <laughs> but, and we're perceiving it because if you think about an infant, they don't know what they're seeing. Like they, when they open their, they, when they open their eyes and look at the world and animals too, they're seeing a completely different reality, but human reality looks a certain way because it's, it's just our, yes. Yeah, so like an ant, you know, the perception of an ant is a completely different reality than our reality, entirely different. And for example, a worm in the dirt, completely different. So, and that's not just, you know, we, that's, that's just how it is. There's no doubt about it, that they have a completely different experience of existing. And someone who has no senses, blind, deaf, mute, you know, no sense of touch, which actually is a condition. Uh, just a chronic, you know, basically, I mean, it's, they're conscious, they're alive, but they're experiencing nothing, feel nothing, see nothing, hear nothing, smell nothing, you know, or maybe they have all those, I don't think anybody's been born like that, but I mean, with, and, you know, but people do it intentionally with, you know, the sensory deprivation tanks. So you can, that's the reverse of that though, where you have all the senses, but they're taken away. I mean, a person, a lot of times people, they begin to imagine their world themselves based off of what they used to know. So a person in prolonged time in a, a sensory deprivation tank will begin to have hallucinations to make up for the lack of, you know, um, stimuli. So, I don't know. It does seem to have something to do <laughs> that the mind is intrinsically linked in some way. And I think the more we look and the more we're searching, the more we see. And it's, maybe it's changing for what they're looking for in some way. Like it's responding somehow. 
improve my perception. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, I don't so know. It's a hard one, but that was the best. No, you you did very well, and and I think the thing is this, right? It, it it is. It comes down to philosophy, right? It's the whole you know chicken and the egg, and it's also. Uh, you know, if, if the tree falls in the forest and there's no way or nobody around to hear it doesn't make a sound. It's that whole thing, right? And it means a lot of things. It means, it, it does mean, do we manifest those sensations into reality with our own brains, right? With our own consciousness, with our own, uh, and again, it's big, it's big. And I don't know, like, how would you, how would you even describe a an entity outside of the omniverse that just kind of, you know, idly in their spare time creating a new universe you know what i mean it's like oh what'd you do today well I made it made a few universes because i was bored right <laughs> like, like i don't know i don't know but like maybe well you know i mean people do do that like i mean this it's really strange if you think about what a person is on a micro like a closer to home kind of level like your father and mother you know, did kind of make a, like when they make a person, they've made a whole new organism and that organism is perceiving reality. And, you know, it has a whole new, that's a whole new reality created technically, I guess, if you think about it that way, you know, so people are making these, or if they, every time they interact with reality in a way that changes it, which everything they do changes like the butterfly effect, they are changing and affecting and making a new universe all the time through like, kind of. I mean, you know, it's maybe. true. It's true. It's, it's a good I way mean, to put it. It's a good way to put it. You're correct. Yeah. I mean, if you were to step out, if you go outside and you, I mean, you, it, I mean, the, even the fact that people like, you know, stepping around on microorganisms and everything else and, or it's just, it actually is really strange. It goes, it's too, it's too much. <laughs> yeah. There's a, you know, if you step, for example, when you take something out of the world, like when people, like say they like kill a chicken or something, you know, right. I mean, that has literally changed the reality for that chicken. 100%. So, I mean, smashing worlds, you know, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's no small thing to try to figure this out. And people have been trying forever. And as far as they got, I think it's just with the human thing that like, you know, they, the coming from your, you know, all the way down the line of human beings and, Still going, and then the but the I just don't understand how I don't understand before that. That's where everybody has trouble, and that's why everybody's been trying to explain forever. Like the Catholics were like, "We got Big Bang, and, you know, we figured it out," and then people started questioning it, and it got like, "All right," <laughs> <You know>? so <laughs> like uh, well, everybody's been trying to give an explanation for what happened first, right? But it's really hard. Which I don't know if you saw just recently. Yeah. They had another scientific paper come out that uh, described. The Big Bang is not ever happening now. Now, 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 uh, it's it's uh, we're going to take yeah. a turn for something else. Yep. Time has always been, and time will always Back be. To the drawing board. <laughs> no, yeah, no beginning, no end. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, yeah. They great were so stuff. proud of themselves too. They were like, "We've got the answer," <laughs> you know, because everybody's like, "Well, yeah, but how did God? How did this even happen?" Let's be realistic. And they're like, "Big Bang," and everybody was like, "Oh, well done." But yeah, now, exactly it's out the window, and you have just the quantum mechanics bit, and they're still working with that, and that's still working. That's one of their favorite, the quantum mechanics is really going to carry them for a while, I think. But even then, they're eventually, uh, uh, it's possible that one day we really will figure it out if people just keep on trying to. And I think it could be something extremely simple. You know, it might just be something as simple as the observer thing, but that doesn't make any sense. You know, 
Yeah, <laughs> because, well, I mean, it does, but it doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't, but exactly. How could something so big be linked yeah. to just the, that squishy thing in your head, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But it does seem to go some, I mean, geez. <laughs> anyway. Good topic, Mike. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no. Wait, one. wait. You're not allowed to go until you talk yourself into a pretzel. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if everybody wants to I hear don't more think from I did. <laughs> No, you totally did. You're good. <laughs> it, it, uh, but that's okay. I've been doing it for the whole show. If uh, you want more from Jennifer, she's got a YouTube channel. Link is down below. She's got a YouTube channel. Go check it out. Great stuff, Jennifer. Thank you so much for the call. Have a fantastic evening. Thanks, Mike. Thanks. You too. Have a, thanks. Have a great night. There you go. I don't know. You tell me. Uh, the, the The question is a big question. And so that's why we're doing this. Again, like I said, uh, you know, uh, many, many others would not even dare to take this on. Uh, I'm unafraid. You know, let's do this and let's take on the universe. No, no. Let's take on the omniverse. We can do it together. I have faith. Thank you for the call, Jennifer. Good stuff. Thank you for all the great calls tonight. We're looking to talk to you. Avi Loeb says this. Was our universe created in a laboratory? And if so, what does that mean? 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And click the Discord link at troubledminds.org. That's the official website. The phone number is there as well. Let's go to Matt, our good friend Matt in California. Welcome to the show, my friend. How are you tonight? Good. How are you doing, Mike? Hey, okay, man. Other than uh, confusing myself every five minutes, but uh, I'll make it through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is a uh, this is definitely a, a, a good one. A deep, you know, open your mind conversation. And uh, I don't know. It you know it makes you think. We call it philosophizing, right? We're just kind of guessing, kind of throwing stuff out there. And so, uh, some of my like a theory that I have. Of course, I'm you know I don't know the answers, but um, the theory that I have is. In these, um, the hermetic, the seven hermetic laws, so these universal laws, one of the laws is, you want to look up, is the law of mentalism. And that law is saying something like, um, we are all part of a divine mind. And this could go back to, you know, going to a lab, uh, being, being made in a lab. But the divine mind is whatever, like, I'm using it roughly, but, it's, you know, whatever you think it is, you know, God, the source, the creator, whatever you want to call it, the divine mind. And we are all thoughts in that divine mind. And all of our thoughts are a part of that, you know, inside of that. And so you think about, like, your thoughts. Where are they? Where do they, you know, there's a place where your thoughts are, where you create, you know, you can create a world in your mind with people you can create you know, a beautiful world with characters in your mind. You can also destroy everything in your mind. And so it's kind of like that. And the problem is, is that it, it's all the same thing, but we, we see it as a separation and the separation is the, is an illusion. And so in this, you know, it's all the same thing, the mind and our mind, it's all on the same divine mind. And so a way of thinking of this is like, um, like a wave. Okay, well, wave is water. But, like, when water rises up, we call it a wave. But if we just call it a wave, we're discriminating against that it's still just, it's still water. So that is the separation. Okay. 
All right. You with me? Follow me. Are you? I'm with you. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm. I'm trying my best. Like I said, I've been. Uh, I've been struggling trying to uh, put this into words the entire time. So okay. So. Uh, um, meaning what though? So 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 what? What? What's the beginning of this? What's the end of this? I guess you know what I mean because you know how people like to 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 define things with beginnings and ends. Are we are we talking about? Uh, there's no beginning. There's no end. Uh, um. Yeah, that's a good. Good question. Um, yeah, there's obviously there's bound, you know, there's boundaries, you know, of our mind, and there's boundaries of the divine mind. So that could go into the whole parallel universe thing of there being multiple universes. But um, I don't know. It, I'm just saying this. It's really a tough one. <laughs> Sorry, you got me in a puzzle. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's it's pretty brutal. That, that's what I said. Like, like I think I think you. It's hard to consider it without really uh, kind of chasing your tail a little bit, right? What's that? Uh, the Ouroboros, right? It's like it's like that type of thought structure. It's that whole thing because you end up uh, in cycles. You're like, okay, I can consider everything is so big beyond the size of a universe that I can barely fathom size-wise, right? And so you start thinking in terms of yeah. really, really big, like an omniverse sort of situation, right? The multiverse, whatever you want to call it. But then once it gets so big, you're like, wait a minute, though. Just like Jennifer described and like you were saying, the experiences, do they exist without us, right? There's that whole... And so the objective scientist would say, you know, the, you know, I say, quote, objective scientist would say, of course they do. Right. Of course they do. Like there's we 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 give nothing to this other than what we bring and what we take. Right. Well, we're just another entity. We're another virus or another whatever. Right. So, of course, when it to a scientist, when a tree falls in the forest, it does make a sound whether anybody is there or not to hear it. However, right. When you start thinking in like terms mm-hmm. so large, is that really true? Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't yeah, know. That's, meaning, the, that's the observer effect. Yeah, exactly. And so they've, they've, you know, scientifically through quantum mechanics have have at least proven that something changes when it's being observed. And so we don't know what. And so it could, again, uh, you know, kind of go back to that uh, matrix type universe, right, that we live in a simulation. And there's some power source that's, uh, you know, trying to save energy. And maybe that tree falls silently if there's no one around to experience it because it's, you know, preserving some sort of like cosmic energy right i don't know uh, very much like a video game yeah yeah i don't know man i don't know um beginnings and ends and ends and beginnings and the ouroboros chasing your tail and uh, uh the observer effect you tell me brother you tell me <laughs> <laughs> well i have another one uh talking about like separation as an illusion sure is um you know when you listen to a wizard talk wizards when they talk like innocent like babies they talk backwards and so you think about like when you're a baby so when you're a baby you don't know like the differences between separation of like what you know what is the blanket what is you know what is outside is you know you're just a baby you don't know the differences between things but then like as you grow older and you're you know a toddler you're crawling around and you hit your head on the table you say ow then you start to realize that that table is a diff, you know, it's separate from you. It's not you. And as you get older, you realize, you know, you see that everything is separate 
you know, I'm me, you, you. But then I think that is where that separation begins. So I think if you think, you got to think about it like as a baby, that everything is just all one. And uh, another thing uh, that um, both Daryl and Jennifer were talking about, about like creation and things like this, was uh, one of the things I, I've only seen the words, so I, don't, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce it right, but it's a thing called um, the Verska Pisces. Uh, I don't know if you know what this is. It's, um, it's like two circles and then they cross and they like overlap and they're like, you know, it's one thing and the other thing. And then in the middle is what's in common. Do you know what I'm talking about? I, I, not directly, no, but I'm, I'm following how you're describing uh, uh, it. Okay. So, uh, so like there's two circles, they overlap and it's like, you know, one's like something and the other is another thing. And then in the middle, it's like what they have in common. Okay. Okay. I got you. I don't know. What's it called? And so like I, in I the middle, uh, I call, I don't know if I'm saying it right. The Visca Pisces, the Visca Pisces. Okay. Okay. You see a lot. It, you learned about it in school. It's like one thing. I don't know how to explain it. One thing. And then another thing. And then in the, in the middle, it makes like an eye cause it cross. So it makes like an eye shape or like a fish shape. And that's like creating a whole new thing. So that's what I was talking about. Like a male and a female and it creates, you know, a new, a whole new thing in the middle. I see. I see. So the, the overlap is actually two separate things, but they're creating something else just, but just by the overlap. I see. I see. Yeah. Okay. So you got to think about like that too, how we're talking about like, it's like two things creating one, you know, how is the first, you know, being made? how was the universe made and all that stuff? I don't know. It, it gets crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that, that's, Sorry, that's part of it. No, you're good. You're good. You're like great thoughts. This is, this is why we do it, man. You know, you already know that's exactly why we do this. So fantastic stuff as always, man. Uh, so, so, uh, what, what would you call it then if you have something that actually steps outside of our universe and is able to create other universes, would you call that a, a Godhead or a extraterrestrial? You think there's a term for that? Yeah, I think it'd be more of like a creator. Creator, right? So like, yeah, the you know the creator, it's whatever you what I said, whatever you want to call it, the creator creates worlds, and all the people inside that world are just a thought in that mind. So it'd be yeah, God or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, like I said, it, it gets yeah, it gets a little sticky because once you start like kind of throwing out those terms, <laughs> people people get uncomfortable, right? Uh, that, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, whatever you want to call it, let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. That's that's why I was curious if you had an idea of what this might be. Creator's a good one. Creator's a good one. I mean, we're uh, we're together yeah, creating like we're, the source, the source, the divine, yeah. the Godhead. You know, all I've heard. Of it, yeah, all yeah, yeah. Whatever you believe in could be the creator of the universe. Like there could be other creators of other universes and that goes into the, you know, parallel universe and that goes into the whole, like, what if we're in a lab? <laughs> right. <is> terrifying. <laughs> yeah. And so, and some, some, uh, like Petri dish that should have been cleaned out. Like that, the tank is going, going, uh, going green. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're the best, Matt. But anyway, it's a great, yeah, it's a great, great conversation and, uh, just awesome stuff to think about and it's never ending. So, um, I appreciate you asking those questions. And uh, thanks for having me on. Pleasure's ours. Thanks, Mike. Pleasure's ours, Matt. Matt in California, thanks for the call. 
talk to you soon, man. Have a great night. There you go. Simple as that. Uh, I say simple. It's not simple because uh, the conversation is dense, and uh, it's okay. Like I said, it's it's okay to uh, to kind of flounder with some of the answers here. Even floundering with some of the questions, it becomes uh, just a very very large um, uh, well ouroboros chasing your tail sort of situation, right? Uh, the, the end in the beginning, and here we are trying to figure it all out. Um, so I don't know. You guys tell me. Love to hear your thoughts on this. Uh, Avi Loeb says this. Harvard scientists suggest that our universe was created in a laboratory. And that's what we're talking about tonight. And again, right, like uh, clearly lots of things have to be true for that to even be remotely considered as, you know, a quote fact. Uh, But those things are massive, massive massive and so that's that's why we get together and do this stuff like i said you know it's uh if i didn't enjoy it and think about this stuff and you know think about well what's well what's big well the you know a mac truck is big all right yeah you're right but what's bigger than big right well i don't know the moon yeah yeah you now you're onto something now what's bigger than bigger than bigger than big right and then you know, you, you see how this conversation goes. Here we are. <laughs> so, hey, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. If you want to be part of the show, 702-957-1037. You can join the Discord at troubledminds.org. Click the Discord link. And we're just, uh, you know, we're just, just, a, just a light Monday night. We're just discussing the nature of the universe, or the omniverse, <laughs> the multiverse. <laughs> just a light Monday night. No problems here. Uh, uh, Rohan, whenever you're ready, my friend. Rohan in the UK, uh, ready for you. Yeah, I don't hey, know. Bro. What's hey, up, man? <laughs> well, welcome to the show. How are you, my man? Hey. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. I just I'm not long work up. So bear with me. Nice. Oh, hey, yeah, you like some light conversation for the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that. I like to eat this stuff for breakfast, you know. Yeah, right. Totally. Totally. <laughs> so so I'm sure you got some answers for us, don't you? There, there's got to be some answers in this. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. I've got them all uh, written on the back of my hand. You, you want to get a pen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just, just read it. Just read it. Just read all the answers. No, no, none of the answers. No, no, I like. I just wanted to comment off the back of Matt's comment. Actually, we mentioned because uh, we're talking about creation and the Big Bang, and and uh, you mentioned the Vesca Pisces, and I was like, yes, nice one. Do you not let me down? Because that that really counts for this stuff. Because if you look into into geometry and uh, you know uh, platonic solids and they're supposed to be the framework upon which reality is placed okay and if you look at the you know you can you can this kind of in mathematics and in geometry um you can kind of uh, look at how things evolve with shapes and the circle is decided it's been concluded would be the first ever shape of creation Oh, okay, because it's the most stable sphere. It's the strongest in all, all directions, right? But the, the, so the only thing you can do with circles is just keep making loads of circles into arrangements until the point where you overlap a circle. And that's where the Vesca Pisces come in. And I think that's, that's why it's the sort of the end of the zodiac in the beginning. It's like the alpha, the omega. Because that overlapping point, like, say, it creates that third option. Do you know what I mean? And that's where you get in the flower life pattern that comes... Uh, off of the back of that uh, Visca Pisces. I think that's also why uh, the Pope's got his uh, Pisces shaped hat as well. So I thought I'd give Matt a bit on that one and throw that little bit in there. Gotcha. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I, I didn't know that was that actually had a name. I've seen it. I've seen the diagram where they, they meet and that whole bit. Uh, somebody posted that in the chat. I think it was, a, was that Night Stalker. Yeah. 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 So, so I've seen the diagram clearly, but I didn't know what it was called. It's uh, So there's there's like a sacred geometry aspect to that. 
Yeah, yeah. Because I think I think it's sort of like saying um, it's a bit like um, the way that things would naturally evolve. So if you've got the circle, like I said, the best thing you can do is arrange them. Do you know what I mean? It's not until you get that overlapping point. I think it's where, where we're looking at seeing how the dimension is created. Do you know what I'm saying? Because I, I don't know if you've ever heard of this one, Mike, but there's a kind of theory that uh, the third dimension is like the latest one. I know it kind of seems a bit weird because you think then you think one, two, three, four, five and stuff, but no. The third dimension is kind of a bit of a unique dimension because it's the only one that you can have linear time. It's the only one that you can know what's coming. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. All the rest of them, in two dimensions, you're frozen, aren't you? There's no movement. In three dimensions, you've got movement. But anything above three dimensions, you've got time. You're bending around time, aren't you? There's no surprises. Do you know what I'm saying? So there's this idea that the fallen ones are like, um, I don't know where this comes from, but like the fallen ones are really, no, that's everybody. We're all fallen, quote unquote, angels because we've chosen to. Do you know what I mean? To have a new kind of experience in three dimensions. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if I've ever heard of this before. No, no, I've never heard it. Uh, it does make sense, though. So, like, if uh, it would be like uh, kind of being locked in amber, right? Like that sort of thing, frozen in time forever if you're in, like, that two-dimensional world because you can't actually ever escape. It's stuck. You're stuck on a piece of paper. But uh, given the third-dimensional world, you add the, the, the linear, the time space to it, uh, suddenly, you get us, right? Good, bad, or good, 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 bad, or worse, you get us. <laughs> yeah, the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? Yeah, and, and the, yes, there you go, and the ugly. You're right, exactly. And here we are. Here we are. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, th- this stuff, like I said, uh, uh, it's uh, it is. I thought honestly, like we'd never ask like a larger question, uh, like. 10 days ago or two weeks ago and here we are asking a larger question <laughs> so, <laughs> I well know, the man. thing is the lead questions lead, the lead to questions if you're doing honest uh, investigation like yourself michael then uh, it, it just we just get into questions and i think that's probably why you've naturally come to the same oh we're drinking the maybe juice because you, it only takes a few years of doing this stuff to realize you're just going to keep getting you're not going to find answers you're just going to find 10 questions for every question you ask and it's like Hydra. Yeah. Kinda. It's it sure seems like it, doesn't it? All right, here we go. Uh, got some good stuff. Thank you, uh, Derek, uh, posting some sacred geometry stuff. I'm putting up on the on the screen here. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like uh, like uh, it. This kind of goes back to the micro macro, the fractals, right? The sacred geometry, isn't it? The same thing. Oh yeah, mm, yeah. I see. In fact, it was it you that said, uh, uh, "What's bigger than big?" You know, well, oh, the Titanic, and then I say the moon, and then what's bigger than that? And it's that was sort of kind of reminds me of what CERN are doing, but it, they're doing it in what's smaller than small, aren't they? What's smaller than this? Let's make a bigger exactly. machine. Exactly. You know, it like it's like you're on the road. It's like you found a, a road, and it's called Infinity Way. So you drive down it, thinking you're going to reach a destination, aren't you? And you know, are you? <laughs> it's to quote Nassim Harami and he always says it's not like the universe has gone no that's it this is way small enough I'm not making anything small or anything no it's just going to keep going into you know fractals yeah exactly and so like, like so the question then becomes like I was saying previously does it matter because it means you're part of the chain, right? So, so it, it goes yeah. infinitely bigger, infinitely smaller on both ends of that chain. But somewhere in that, it doesn't even matter where you are in that chain, big or small, because you're part of the chain, right? Yeah, what a great point. It's just a bit like, um, I, want you to, to, I suppose a way to simplify that, I've always answered the question, what's your favorite color with, 
they're all pretty cool because they're, to me being a sciencey kind of person if you ask me what my favorite color is it's a bit like saying oh what's your favorite part of the electromagnetic spectrum so in a sense it's a bit like pointing at a hill and saying oh what's your favorite undulation and it's like well it's relevant <laughs> right do you know what i mean something as simple as what's your favorite color it's from some perspectives it's like well, what's your favorite frequency <laughs> do you know what i mean oh like 8.2 me <laughs> you know <laughs> I, I like the one that that does the uh, the number station that does the Yosemite Sam. I like that frequency. That's the one I want. That's, that's my favorite frequency right there. But there you go, a little esoteric uh, 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 spitting fire. If you you guys know what I'm talking about, but but yeah, I mean I, you're right. But I mean you know let, let's not be obtuse and have a nice conversation with the the normies, right? I mean, what's your favorite color, Rohan? <laughs> Purple. <laughs> okay, just make it. I resentful I was when I said it. I'm just making sure. Uh, I, I prefer light blue myself. No, like a not not like a more like a cerulean blue. Remember that X Files episode? Oh, cerulean blue. Oh, I like that. Hey, yeah, cerulean. Oh, is that the cerulean? <laughs> I in the lizard. I don't know, man. Uh, you know me. Uh, uh, how's that maybe juice taste in the morning? By the way. It's, it's all right, man. It's nice. I like it. Just keep drinking out, dude. Right on. Just, Probably got a problem. Just, <laughs> I've got a problem. <laughs> uh, other problems. Other problems. All right. Sweet. So, so okay. Uh, I don't know then. So, so then what would you call again, uh, like I asked Matt, what would you call that entity? Whatever it is, right? If it's so large, it, we can't even conceive of it. And I, I even called it Lovecraftian Old Ones, right? So, let's say... Let's say a Lovecraftian old one is a supermassive black hole, right? Let's say that's where they live, Mm -hmm. something like this. Mm -hmm. But then that's on a galactic scale. We're not even talking a universal scale. So what brought in the Lovecraftian old ones? Exactly. Well, there we go. See, and funny you should mention that what if the, I don't know if you just put that out of the air, Mike, what if they come from the center of the galaxy? But that's what the Gnostics were saying. That's what Gnostics said they did. And they went, they went describing the old ones like tentacles and that, but that's what they said. They said, oh, yeah, there's these uh, beings that are so advanced in this, just in this galaxy. I only talk in this galaxy. These beings are so advanced. They lived in the center of the galaxy. And they ain't got corporeal forms. I don't know if they've had them previous thing in shadow and they're that advanced. And so they could be any form. So they might be like Lovecraftian old ones. And they're saying it's one of these type old ones types that's what they do is because, you know, times are different for them. They used to run experiments off into the galaxy and just see what happens with life. You know, that's what they're doing because they've got thousands of years to watch. You know, and they're saying that's how Earth was created. The Earth, the planet Earth, the the right beneath our feet right now ain't a regular planet. It's basically one of these Lovecraftian old ones that's invented with the idea of the human genome or the humanoid form, got pulled into the experiment, but rather than scrap it, had to jiggle it around a bit and become part of the experiment. So our planet is actually, in that sense, a Lovecraftian old one that's asleep. You know, so think about that. Yeah, hi- hibernating. What happens when that Emefra wakes yeah. up? Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's that's the <laughs> thing you don't want it to wake. You don't wake a sleeping dragon. You'd never wake a sleeping yeah, dragon. No, because no, right. then we're all kaput. It's all gone, isn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, when what's up in the, in the uh, YouTube chat says a good way of finding answers is meditating and going within, in my humble opinion. And I'm with you. Like, I think this is, this is part of that. Like we said, doesn't matter in the chain, uh, w- whether you're super big or you're super small, you're still part of that chain of consciousness of the universe of the multiverse of all of it. So, so I'm not sure that matters in particular, because think about like at the atomic level, who knows, right? Maybe, you know, Horton, here's a who, right? You guys know that, that Dr. Seuss book, you got that little tiny, little tiny village on the little tiny plant on the little tiny, this, that, the other thing, it's like smaller than the head of a pin, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Like, like I don't know that. but they're shouting, they're shouting, right? And they're trying to be heard, but just because we can't hear them doesn't mean they aren't there. So I don't know. Mm. Yeah, it kind of yeah, like brings it back around to like, does it does it what does it really matter? Do you know what I'm saying? It's, and it's, I think it's a bit like um, somebody slid the years ago. Somebody slid the flat earth stuff into me through the back door, right? And uh, and so I so I thought I'll have a genuine look into it, and I concluded that I just don't care. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I just don't care. I don't I don't want to spend the time I feel I would need to put into you know becoming getting mastery of enough fields as topics to prove the earth's a sphere or a potato do you know what i mean i don't i don't think i care it's not top of my agenda you know what i'm saying <laughs> of all the all those questions so it keeps going on more questions it keeps getting pushed down the pile do you know what i mean because it's not affecting my direct stuff do you know what I, mean? I don't know what to do with it like exactly. the flat earth stuff so, it's so, like, so- i think you got to pick and choose your battles on you yeah, so it doesn't matter at all is the question. Uh, Hank, don't go anywhere. Uh, if you're in no hurry, we got Robert on the phone. He's been waiting a few minutes here. Let's go to Robert, and uh, we'll get back to you, Rohan, if you're uh, you're what, ready to chill. You cool. Guys? Yeah, I'll hang back. Yeah, no worries. Okay. All right, let's go to uh, Robert in Pennsylvania. What's up, my friend? Welcome to the show. You're on with Mike and Rohan. Hi, Mike. Um, for, before I get into what I want to talk about, I want to clarify, yes, I did write that poem to that story. Okay, fantastic. Um, Very good stuff. Yeah, every word in that, every every word in the book I wrote. Nice. Um, And that brings me to the point of the whole business of what you're talking about is uh, is under an umbrella called creation. All right? One of the the best creators are writers. All right? Writers will create worlds. Let's say science fiction will create worlds. All right? Now, those worlds don't appear before us you know, in our material reality. But what happens, a lot of them wind up as video games. All right? So, in essence, they've created, it's manifest in that way. Harry Potter and, 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 the, and the College of Hogwarts. All right? That was all just the written words. But now there's an actual Hogwarts and Harry Potter in, uh, what is it, Disney World? Disney World has it. Um you you had a, a vision of what you wanted to do you wanted to to do this show right it started it had humble beginnings but it evolved and evolved and evolved and evolved right it wouldn't if you hadn't thought it it wouldn't be here right we're all creators and what we think will manifest itself if it's really what something that we want to happen, but principally writers. It, it, look at um, South Park. How much of South Park, if you look back at old episodes, projected a future reality? They projected 
Trump, they predicted Trump as president of the United States, for goodness sakes. And that. Somebody wrote that. And it happened. So maybe whatever this universe is, and I firmly believe this, all right, was just somebody at a typewriter writing it and creating it through his words. I actually wrote a story about a, uh, a woman that was uh, pregnant, right? And she realized that somebody was writing her story. Somebody was typing her story, all right? Um, you'll see it in that book, by the way. Um, and she gets it, once she comes to realize that somebody was writing her story and that somebody had a plot uh, in, the, in the story where she loses the baby, she goes to war with the author, all right? And, and the story concludes with the, with the author being engulfed in flames, all right? And she, and, she, and she manages to save her baby. It's an interesting concept, but that's what I wrote. But anyway, uh, that's, I don't want to get too philosophical here, but writers are the m- most talented creators in all the universe. All right, whatever they put on paper, all right, becomes reality. It may not become a reality in our universe, but it creates another reality, another universe where that stuff is actually happening. Because it's something some teacher of mine once said to me years ago: wherever the mind goes, the body must follow. Okay, interesting. Now your show is. Now your show continues to evolve. You've gone from some little small uh, Facebook channel to, to a large audience in YouTube and a, and a growing audience on Rockfin and, and, and uh, Discord. And I mean, if you, if you were to look back on the beginnings of your thought, could you have imagined all that? Could you have thought that that would happen? But you just thought it. And the universe went into play to make sure it happened. I got you. No, uh, I, I think it's funny that you say that because you maybe, I don't know, like, like, did I ever think we'd get here in this moment with amazing people listening and calling and having fantastic conversations every night? No. I didn't think we'd ever get here. It was the vision, though. It was. Yes, but, yes it started as a vision. But then you wanted to improve that vision once it started to manifest, all right? And everything you wanted has come to being, all right? You wanted to have really good listeners and viewers, and you got them, all right? You wanted to move to Rockton, and you got it, all right? Um, God knows, I, 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 like to see, I, I like to see you sooner or later actually have your own television program, maybe on Discovery or something, all right, or even a coast-to-coast type of rival, a rival to coast-to-coast, because you're that talented. You're that talented. You, you can go there. All you, you have to do is tinker. Thank and, you. And, and the universe will start to put all the molecules and all the, the substance that needs to be, all the things out there that will eventually um, manifest it. That's what creation, that story I wrote, is all about. It tells you about that stuff. Yes. That story, of all the stories that's in that book, 
is my personal, deep-down belief on, on the truth of what we are, what life is, and, and it's, it's, it, I, it's not complicated. It's quite simple. Uh, simple. There's no mad scientist creating us. There's no mad scientist creating us in the in the um, in a laboratory. <coughs> Excuse me. We create. You create. Your listeners are creating. All right. They're depending on being able to see you, and listen in, and tune in, Monday through Friday, whether it's the news show or it's the show. All right. And they and they come. All right. They've been wanting this show. So all those forces combined, and there it is. I'm amazed at what you've done. Very much amazed. Thank you. How you pulled this off. And I can see where you're going. And it's fabulous. And I wish you well. Thank you. I'll I'll get off now. You're the best. Robert, before you go, I'm going to read this to you. Okay, good night. You still there? Okay. Did he leave? Yeah, he left. All right. I'm going to read his passage one more time. So he said he wrote this. So it's actually in italics at the top of his book. Again, this is uh, that was Robert. Uh, thank you so much for the kind words, my friend. Like I said, uh, we inspire each other, don't we? And I think that's part of this. And why I want to point this out, because I found this in your book. I, w- I, knew, I, I knew I'm reading these stories, okay? They're short stories. And this book is called Stories from a Fractured Mind, written by Robert, the gentleman that was just on the phone there. Now, this is the crazy part. I was flipping through this, and I knew there was a, there was a passage I, sh- I saw that would fit tonight perfectly. And I found it. And I was like, okay, yes, yes, this is it. I'm going to read this. This is written by Robert. Here you go. Let's see. Let's give myself some light here. Let's, uh, let's pump up the light because my, my old eyes are what they are. Here we go. Beyond the universe is the source of all we see. Where dwells the true real? Here only a hazy facsimile, a projected reality, an illusion, a hologram of time and space. Our sham 3D reality dreams from that distant place. I think, therefore I am, is the greatest of delusions. All around us, a massive spinning confusion. And we dare not dwell on the true source of our being, fearing will cease to be, along with all we are seeing. Check it out. Stories from a Fractured Mind. There you go. Like I said, uh, we are creating together. We are inspiring each other. That's amazing. Uh, When I found that, I was like, yes, that is what we're talking about tonight. And I was able, I had read it previously and I was able to flip through and find it easily. So thankfully for that, uh, maybe something was looking out after us as we create together. Thank you, Robert, for your kind words. Thank you for the fantastic phone call. Rohan, <laughs> did you catch what he was saying there? We are the creators. Did you that? Go ahead. Give it, that was an awesome, that was really nice. That was a really sweet call as well. That was really, really cool. And I was, yeah. Here, here. Okay, a couple of comments. Cheers to the maybe juice. <laughs> yeah, cheers, man. Cheers. I think what it was in, in my mind. I was imagining he was talking about, uh, you know, if you lined up a bunch of dominoes and you knock them down, and you can see them in hindsight once you set them all. But I think at the beginning, you can't necessarily see how you're going to get to a place, yeah, and that's the thing. Especially happens with business as well it's a bit like you've, you've got to have a little bit of faith and if you just keep aligning your actions 
but you do it and what you want, you think eventually it's got to work. Do you know what I mean? And when you when you put it down on paper, you think, well, yeah. If you if you make a product and you try and package it nice and you work on making it good, and then you want people to buy it, so you work on marketing and then get it to the places where people who's gonna want it. Then yeah, those practical steps are going to get you there but like I say it's, uh, when it's all just an idea at the very very beginning before you do it it's just it's all in flux isn't it and I think it's just that drive to push into certifying I think that's what I was talking about and I was imagining that and I kind of I think it's a bit of a joke we do kind of do this a lot I did it earlier on my friend was a uh, sort of not boasting but saying about getting some snacks and I don't really buy snacks because I've got a bit of a sweet tooth. And I was like, I want a cake right now. All right, and his shops are short. And I knew I didn't have eggs. And they're a key ingredient for a cake. You know? But I thought, oh, no, I'm sure there's a way to make a cake. So I bravely went forward to cyberspace, to the great library, and found a method to make cake with no eggs, Michael. And I made two cakes. And I ate them. And they were good. <laughs> and, 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 uh, and the Rohan made the cakes and it was good and the Rohan made the cakes <laughs> it was good. they were good <laughs> <laughs> that seems, that, that seems so, to be uh, the beginning of a, uh, a a funny memoir is what that needs to be uh, <laughs> uh, oh, by the way if anybody's interested in Robert's book links are down below uh, I, I leave his uh, his link there like I said we inspire each other and uh, like I said if you guys uh, call in and be part of this show and you have your own channels your own things I'm not shy uh, I always I mean it 100% we can succeed together this is not a competition uh, I appreciate so much that you spend your time here you call into the show you contribute all that stuff so his link is always down below if you guys have YouTube channels you need look just let me know okay if you call in and you're part of this uh, and you, you are you are in good faith um, just uh, hanging out uh, with good people uh, I have no problem trying to help grow and again I'm not like uh, uh, the, the reach of this show isn't amazing. It's good, but it's not amazing, right? Maybe one day it will be, but uh, it doesn't matter because help is help. And uh, uh, we're going to keep pressing and keep helping uh, the people that uh, contribute to the show. So thank you all for all the amazing calls tonight. Uh, like I said, I got no problem putting links down below, pimping your stuff when you call. Uh, you're working hard too. And I appreciate that. Like I said, we inspire each other. That's what this is all about. Um, so, so, <laughs> so Rohan, uh, are, are we, uh, what's, what's up, what's up with, uh, the, the, the outside of the outside of the multiverse? What's the largest critter out there? Is it like the, the space cow from Dune? You know what I'm talking about? Or is it something else entirely? Oh, yo, man. Yeah. Well, no, bigger than that. How about big than that? Ah, they just <laughs> fleas, mere fleas on the back of the big thing, whatever that is, you know, but I guess it makes you think, man, they fight. Ah, oh, you think the craziest thing you can think of, and let's say, you know, say, yeah, low crafting old one mixed with whatever, mixed with a hundred mushrooms, whatever. <laughs> right, <laughs> think of that. But if we've got, if we can only see so much of the Ian spectrum, if we can, you know, what I mean, if our minds can only do so much, I don't know, man. I think, uh, imagine the, the craziest stuff you could think of in the astral world. But then imagine the craziest stuff you could think of in the seventh dimension. So I don't know. It's bigger than big. I don't, I don't think there's an end to it. I don't think and that's a bit of a cop-out answer. But I think it would just keep going. You know, as above, so below. As below, so above, fractal nature of everything. I think there's just the bigger and bigger, man. And I reckon that, uh, you know, the big the big G word, the big God creator of all things. I don't think you'll ever get to it. And that's the, like the trick. That it, 
it's just it permeates for everything for all dimensions and no matter how high up you get as soon as you get to some pinnacle level of what you think you've met god i think it'll be like oh no me that's not me mate oh no no and there's a higher level above me i'm just off there now see you later i think it'd be a bit like that you know yeah i had an idea so i was trying to think like what would be the largest of large and i got it i think i got it imagine oh. a lovecraftian old one right as large as you want it to be right the biggest supermassive black hole in the universe let's say that big on dmt that oh yeah <laughs> that's yeah. the largest yeah can you imagine how big those machine elves would be <laughs> ancient gods when they're out of the face out of the tree i get you i can see where you're going <laughs> That's where I'm going as my dog is picking up my shoes and being bad, right? Uh, still, uh, earthly issues. Uh, a, a quick quote I want to add to this, and we're going to wrap this up because we got to finish. Uh, we got uh, we got the uh, midnight mass thing coming. You're going to be part of that, yes, Rohan? Oh yeah, well I'm here. I'm here. Yes, so sir. yeah, yes, cool. sir. All right, here we go. Roald Dahl wrote this, and this is from a quote by Willy Wonka. We are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreams. And there you go. I think maybe that uh, is a succinct way to maybe wrap that up into a nice little bow. Like I said, we get together, we inspire each other, we uh, get inspired by other things and quotes and this and that and the other. But uh, every time he says that in the, the actual Willy Wonka movie, Gene Wilder, of course, is the original Willy Wonka. I'm not talking about this uh, Johnny Depp crap or whatever's going on after that. I mean the original. Uh, there's parts of that movie that give me the ch give, absolutely gives me the chills when he speaks particular lines. And that's one of them. We are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreams. There it is. There it is. Oh, boy. Final thoughts, my friend. Yeah, that's a classic quote, and it's uh, featured as a sample on an excellent record by a fixed twin called We Are The Music Makers. Really? Nice. I'm familiar and with the RS records. I like, I like FX Twin and Richard D. James. He only does interviews in graveyards and lives in a bank vault. Yay. <laughs> does he actually live in a bank vault? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he bought it. So it's like a great studio, isn't it? Because why not? And why not? I'd have one if I could. Sorry, stepped away for just a moment to get my dog in her little kennel because she's literally chewing up my shoes and I'm not happy about it. Oh, that's not good. I got a cover for you, but I thought it was my internet but, breaking no, up. No, oh, it's I stepped away for a sec. Uh, I'll, I'll get her her bed and her bone and stuff. She'll be okay in just a sec. Okay, but yeah, I don't know. Final thoughts on this. How big is big? How big, how, how small is small? And uh, where do we fit in between? Uh, sum it up, Rohan. <laughs> Well, I no think question. it's all in the mind. As big as you believe you are, you can, if you believe you can. Ah, yes. As I just described, we are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreams. 
Rohan, thank you so much for calling. Thanks, everybody, for being part of the show. We're going to wrap this up. And as you know, like this is the thing, right? On Troubled Minds, we are unafraid of gigantic topics, even too big for us to really describe with our own mouths and brains, but we try and do it anyway. And there's a, a, a we got some other things going on. There's some other things. We're trying to step onto the gas, right? Uh, these conversations, I think, are valuable for a lot of reasons, right? To maybe bring people to philosophy, maybe bring people to science, mm-hmm. maybe bring people to God. And I don't mean my God. I mean your own God. I mean, again, this is no church. This is no anything, no synagogue. This is not a cult. This is people getting together, believing what they believe, and sharing ideas. And that's what this is all about. So we uh, appreciate every each and every one of you. If you want to support the show, you know what to do. Spread the word. That's the most important part. Spread the word. Uh, you can support us on Rockfin and Twitch and some other ways. And like I said, less important. That stuff's important, but it's less important than spreading the word, enjoying yourself, coming back, engaging, being part of these conversations. And uh, as you know, uh, we have more. We're call- calling this Marathon Monday. Did a news show from uh, 3 to 4 today and uh, did this show from 7 to 10. And in about 30 minutes, we're going to continue and we're going to do part two of our Midnight Mass extravaganza with Night Stalker, with James of Salcedo Paranormal and with our good friend Rohan here. So that's coming up. And as you guys know, uh, that's a different format, more of a roundtable. We're going to continue doing these things. So what we'll do is, uh, like I said, uh, this is a an open invitation. We're going to continue doing these roundtable type discussions about different things. It could be pop culture things. It could be a show. It could be a movie. Uh, Dune's coming out. Maybe we could do Dune. Uh, that's coming out on the 22nd, I believe. But uh, basically, uh, we're taking we're, we're taking you. You're invited. All right? So join the Discord if you have not, troubledminds.org, and we'll add you to these discussions, right? We're going to try and keep it to about three or four people so it doesn't get too, too, uh, too many people trying to talk over each other at the same time because you know how messy that can get. But uh, we're, we're doing it tonight. Uh, we're, we're doing that. And like I said, we're going to continue doing that. Different days, times, we'll set it up. We'll figure it out We'll uh, as schedules permit. Uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll continue talking about these things. So you guys are all invited. Please join the Discord, troubledminds.org. Click the Discord link, and we're going to talk about all kinds of amazing stuff. And again, uh, let's do it. Let's wrap it up. Uh, Midnight Mass episodes four, five, six, and seven coming up in the discussion. If you have not watched that, it's definitely heavy spoiler alerts. And well, uh, that's that's what's up. So we're going to end this up, and then we'll uh, maybe uh, 20, 25, 30 minutes. We'll see how long it takes to get everybody together, get everything set up, and we'll restart. So. So the streams will be where you're uh, used to seeing them. They'll be on YouTube. They'll be on Rockfin. They'll be everywhere. So we're going to reboot everything, kill this stream, and then we'll come back and continue talking about crazy stuff, including, well, yeah, Midnight Mass. And if you haven't seen it, uh, you're missing out. <laughs> you're missing out. Final thoughts? Yeah, watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Yeah, watch it. Watch me not mass. That's my final thought. Yeah, there, there it is. There's, there's the final thought. All right, let's get the hell out of here. All right, so let's uh, smash the music and GTFO, as it were. So this is Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. We're here with our good friend Rohan. Daryl is also here in the chat from New York. Thank you guys for all the amazing calls. Thank you for listening and putting up with me. Like I said, I know sometimes I put my foot in my mouth because, well, it's hard to describe what's bigger than big. A Mack truck, a moon. Well, yep. What's bigger than that? Oh, shit. I don't know. What's next? That's okay. We'll keep punching. We'll keep trying. And more importantly, uh, we'll keep thinking. We'll keep getting together. We'll keep trying to inspire each other and hopefully aspiring to bigger things. That's what this is about. That's what it's always been about. Thank you guys for contributing. Thank you for participating. Thanks for all the thoughtful chat. Thanks for all the support. Thanks for all the love. Thanks for all the calls. You guys are the best. You guys are the best. And as we finish... 
Yo, Drill. We'll be back, God willing, in about 25, 30 minutes. And, well, tomorrow as well. 7 p.m. Pacific, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Troubled Minds. Monday and Friday, 3 p.m. It's on Twitch for the new show. And we're trying to mix in at least once a week one of these zeitgeist-type discussions. It's coming. Midnight Mass on the way. We got Night Stalker. We got Rohan. We got James Salcedo of Salcedo Paranormal and myself coming up shortly. There you go. If you want more, take a quick break. Come back. Check out YouTube, Rockfin, wherever you're listening now. And we'll be back in just a moment. Thanks again. As we finish, you know the drill. Be sure, be strong, be true. Thank you for listening. The March Trouble Minds to yours. Have a great night. And we'll see you in just a moment. Be right back. Finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details.